0: Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Atomic Zero. I'm your host, James Bond. I've got a special guest tonight. Uh, he's a gentleman that I met a couple of years back. Well, now when I say a couple, it seems a little longer than that. Uh, he's an environmentalist. Uh, he's a proletarian interna- uh, internationalist, a poet, and an educator. I've known him as a musicianist through his uh, wonderful band, um, as a vocalist uh, through Boondock Squad. Um, And I've just had a wonderful pleasure during, before this pandemic happened, just to see him live in shows. He's so uh, aspiring uh, and inspirational to me. And and just kind of like, I usually get to watch from the backstage. Uh, Welcome to the show, John. Thanks a lot, James. It's great to be here. Hey, uh, man, it was a struggle to get you on the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, everything been good with you uh, during this whole pandemic? Uh, tell me how, how Tell me how to catch up with you, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah, a lot to juggle during the pandemic. Um,
0: definitely great to have
1: less people in San Francisco.
0: <laughs> is it, is it, I haven't been in the city as much as I have, but usually it's just like, I go straight to a friend's house. So I don't know how the street is generally yeah it's been much
1: more quiet it's been we've had like about a third of the people who are usually here uh which also uh left a lot of room for for our apartment like uh our 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 housemates have also left which was also like a scramble to to fill that up um but it's also good to have you know some renting options for for people um But, and, you know, it's, it's, income is, is tough to come by. Um, So just uh, scrambling for, for more resources and being creative um, at this time and um, working through like isolation during the pandemic and, you know, more so like we're able to like meet each other again, um, but definitely not like letting down on um, being uh, careful uh, and quarantining. And, um, um, yeah, just, uh, focused on health and uh, mental health in particular, just, uh, doing things that, that, uh, remind me to stay present and, uh, um, not like let all the different things like overwhelm me and, and people around me.
0: Was was the transition a little hard, you know, just, you know, we all just literally stopped what we were doing shit a year ago in March Mm. and just kind of like, and there we are just home yeah i'm with my cat by the way coltrane
1: he's you can uh, probably see him at the corner of the screen but he, he's been keeping me company all all quarantine long a transition great. um it was okay um it, it started getting tougher and tougher in like august um i did have a few people who passed um and just kind of like my condolences Thank you. Um, the uh, quarantine kind of like lasting five or more months and coming up to a year um, it was just like oh, like um, I guess like I I I kind of kind of miss kind of going to different environments to to work from different places and whatnot. All all those small things, um, but uh, also newfound things like you know just like just stronger relationships in some areas that that really helped. And whatnot um yeah I think the hard thing is like I think when you know during the pandemic I think people like some relationships get stronger some relationships don't and you kind of like they dimmer a little bit yeah and it's kind of like yeah a bunch of things just like kind of like come out I guess in in your relationships you know you learn more about people and it's like yeah it's just kind of it's just a
0: shuffle it's just a scramble <laughs> I, I was watching. I was watching South Park not too long ago, their vaccine special. And um, I, when you say that, I just remembered some silly line that Cartman kept saying throughout the show. It's like during this pandemic, about thirty percent of friendships didn't make it. I was like, that's a <laughs> substantial number. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the. If, if people have watched it and whatnot, I'm just saying it's. it, it, it is. It is a, a form that I would say. Yeah, I would. I could say, you know, 70% of a lot of relationships during this uh, mm-hmm. pandemic has, uh, has been nurtured in many ways, at, uh, you know, kind of understanding and coping with certain friends and kind of just being, uh, I guess, being there, but not physically there, right? Whatever that yeah, means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where well, I, I got to see that episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, they're their vaccine special. <laughs>
1: yeah, I could totally use some good commentary. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like kind of that's how you've been working, too. Like, uh, you've been kind of, you reached out to me through this, and it looks like kind of that's a way for you to work through the pandemic, is to make sure that your connections with people are still active.
0: Yeah, and, f- you know, for, for me, doing this during pandemic has slightly gave me an interesting journey, because uh, I, I, as many of the people that I've talked to so far and just constantly reaching out, it, it gives you... I don't know, it's that, I have this whole, uh, you ever seen that Kevin Costner movie, like uh, The Postman? I haven't. Uh, it's one of the, It's so it's like an apocalyptic world, and he just, so essentially, it's an apocalyptic world that, you know, it's already the society's gone down. Don't know why, it's just already bad, and we're trying to put the world back together, sort of, but not really. People are, it's kind of like Mad Max in the beginning, uh-huh. but Kevin Costner, he kind of, um, what's the word? He puts on this fake uh, uh, dead guy's uh, outfit, which is a uniform, which is the U.S. Postal Service. Mm. And he gets a bunch of people to believe that the United States government is coming back. And mm. so he's like, he's here to build an outpost for at every city to deliver mm. mail to everybody. So it's it's a really interesting 90s movie. Jesus, that's a long time, I think, right? <laughs> Ooh. Um, but it was one of my favorite movies that I still remembered. Um, and, and it was just kind of that this this whole idea for him and his journey was that he was trying, he, he was just a guy trying to get out of wherever he was at, but he was starting something by just reaching out to people and hoping that someone still might be there through a letter. And it's the same thing for me, like throughout the show, it's like you reach out to people and, and you hope that, you know, they, they answer back. And, and if they're, you know around or if they've uh, been somewhere because some of the people that i've reached out to are like were different places in the world all of a sudden because they, mm-hmm. they just weren't around the bay and whatnot yeah. so wow. so i you try to make accommodations of like mm-hmm. okay let's shoot uh, on a day that is the afternoon or in the evening to catch up with you on a different time zone <laughs> yeah so so it, it gets kind of fun because it's like i never thought i'd do some of these things but like, once again, it's like you try to find ways to nurture your relationships and conversations mm-hmm. with people. I know.
1: I think more and more people are inclined to video chat, which is a pretty good thing that opened up, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I've been able to video, video chat with people from around the world, too,
0: recently. But see, I only have one question to ask you. Is Is mm-hmm. drinking, video chatting, still drinking alone? Or is that kind of like drinking with people? Because <laughs> theoretically... <laughs> i don't know you tell me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I, I would say that's a. I so i guess that's i would say it's social if you're drinking with me my cat totally just scratched me in the face oh i, <laughs> I think it, he's been anxious too i think he's been feeling the the quarantine as well just uh i guess cats are not meant to stay indoors uh, he just he just dropped a dead spider on my my desk right now hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. wow yeah, there's a dead spider on my desk <laughs> hey you know that that's that's how you know they're doing their part you know they find their things to do too yeah i think he's showing it to me show up check it out check it out look what i was able to do today to smite out all the evil in this house whatever it was i found him in that nook and cranny so funny um uh, but i i would say we are socially drinking i guess yes what are you drinking Uh, um scotch that's kind of been like the go-to drink of uh uh, of this this period uh for me i have had a a few friends that usually you know the gatherings are smaller so you kind of meet up and you just have that you know just that bottle and uh, i uh i don't know sometimes it's tequila but mainly it's scotch uh or bourbon i guess Mm. um I think during the pandemic, with all the craziness, it was kind of like, I don't want to drink cheap booze. Yeah. <laughs> Life's too short. Life's too short to drink cheap booze, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, and I, and I don't drink often. So usually it's kind of, it's usually it's just the podcast episodes and stuff that I, that it pretty much as my uh, drunken slew. Yeah. I just had a really nice uh, sake flight uh, with, with my friend the other day in Chinatown. Uh, and, uh which part of Chinatown? Um, around Portsmouth Square. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of uh, of that, have you been out and about during this whole these protests and these up uh, these uprisings and the you know questionable acts that are happening everywhere? I have been, yeah, and I, I listened to uh, your pod, your last episode. Uh, that
1: you dropped on the podcast that uh-huh. you all spoke about like anti-Asian violence too um and yeah I've definitely been out there and have been uh staying
0: attuned to everything that's going on now have uh your what are your thoughts um mm.
1: um yeah I feel like it's it's always been there it's just kind of like heightening contradictions are heightening um I've been watching. uh, Have you seen the show Warrior?
0: Yes, yes, Um, yeah. It's it's. I I think it's kind of hard to get and not not see it nowadays. (laughs) Everybody's Uh, been talking about it. I just binged on it. Like last night and this morning. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I, I, I meant to watch like one episode a night, but I ended up watching the last six episodes. No one, no
0: one ever watches one episode a night if they know that they already have another episode. I know. They totally designed it that way. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of us Asians are conditioned to watch drama series. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a trip to see that movie while being in Chinatown. Because I've, I've been in Chinatown quite a bit during the pandemic. Mm. Um, and yeah to see it in the present day and uh yeah i think you know this violence has always been there um and uh i think there's just a lot of like bigotry and uh, dehumanization that exists and i feel like i i kind of understand where where it's coming from um
0: and uh i'm just not surprised man honestly uh, no it's it's fucking absurd dude i'm serious it, it i mean i don't i don't know how you take it in but like when i wake up in the morning and you know you're just kind of going through your feed and you know you're just trying to take in some information of you know probably about, usually most people i'd say about nine or ten or unless if you're up at like way early hours in the morning you've already kind of heard mm-hmm. but you know when you're when you're taking it in it's kind of like i'm not saying it ruins your day but for some people it might but jesus you're, mm-hmm. you're just you're it's aggravating and you're just yeah. sitting there and you know you're like okay i gotta quarantine and stay inside <laughs> and yeah. props to everybody going out to uh, you know to being you know being out there marching and and you know showing your support yeah yeah and you you all you all talked about some of the incidents that
1: happened the, the, the incident that happened to uh vicha the uh, the thai man the 84 year old mm-hmm. thai man um it actually happened about like Next, day, it, it happened the next neighborhood over from where I'm at. Uh, oh shit! A mile and a half away. Yeah, and the uh, the the grandmother who was also attacked um, by I think someone who might have been unhoused um, in on Market Street. It's also a mile and a half away from where I'm at. Um,
0: and it's it's aggravating. It's it's uh, we're all bunched up together, and and there there's really. We're, not, we're still not really all too sure with uh, some of this uh, uh, light at the end of the tunnel, right?
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the way I'm looking
1: at it is that it's, it's been there for a while. I mean, even the, the show alludes to it, the show being based in the late 1800s, Warrior, and the mm-hmm. Chinese Exclusion Act being in the 1800s, 1882. Um and I think a lot of people don't understand like how even the, the pandemic started, um, which I think like, I think I'm surprised that not enough people are talking about it. Like, yeah, it started in, in a place in China and Wuhan in particular. Um, and uh, I don't know, people kind of attribute it to like race, basically racist thoughts and whatnot. But the truth is, it's like, we're all like totally intertwined. Um, you know, there is a trade and uh, there are like, labor interests like uh, kind of like warrior has shown right like that mm-hmm. shows like we've always like thrived on cheap labor um uh we know we've you know america existed because of genocide um because of the the slaughter of uh indigenous americans um and a manifest destiny narrative that they created to justify the that and um obviously the slavery of black people and and just the uh the uh the terrible c- working conditions on on latino and, and asian people um, mm-hmm. and that's that's where this virus comes from and people forget that it's like there are people in china who are going through some really tough working conditions because a lot of rich people want exotic animals or, or whatever mats well, they want to do
0: they want they want to do everything exotic
1: <laughs> yeah for cheap you know animals that are on top of each other in cages workers who are, are dealing with all that and just some of the most toxic like environments. Uh, and, uh, and people don't notice until like people contract the virus that affects the public and particularly rich people. And so this vi- virus is like spread and it just didn't discriminate. Um, and it was easily spread because of trade and tourism mm-hmm. because we on the daily benefit from cheap labor. Um, whether it's textiles or agriculture and all these things. And um and we still blame a people for it when the truth is, you know, like the people that 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 our society blames are the people who we've totally benefited from. Mm-hmm. Um and not not us in particular, like yeah, like it's all pretty affordable for us to buy, but the surplus that they make goes to um obviously the 1% including Trump like Trump has said a lot of anti-chinese things um, but like dude, like his businesses are based in like chinese labor like he he sells clothing and stuff and
0: oh yeah you, you get, a, you're up get a like trump tie that's made in china <laughs> yeah exactly how ironic you know um, well isn't isn't the american flag also made in china also <laughs> yeah
1: exactly just the
0: hypocrisy is crazy um, so yeah Uh, You know, and it is an interesting thing because, I mean, you know, like with the whole election leading us up to now, because, I mean, don't forget, we're only in April and it was just three months ago, you know, the insurrection happened. Yeah. It it doesn't seem like, it seems like a lifetime ago, but I think it's funny because I think in the last year, a lot of us uh, watching the, you know, social media and media in general Mm -hmm. kind of built a little callous to it a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm just the, this whole facet of how we are, you know, taking in information and just kind of sweeping in what happened last week. Cause it doesn't mean anything to us. Yep. I mean, you know, jumping shit balls, like California was on fire. And then like, now we all act right. like nothing, like we all act like it's not, it's like, it's all gravy, but then it's, you know, but if you start looking around, you start, you still see some of the tears in the seams. Like if you're driving on the freeway or anything, mm-hmm. you're looking out, uh, looking out, all the shrubs that burned away are already grown back <laughs> Yeah, you know have, have you have you looked how green some of the areas have been and all the the weeds and stuff have grown pretty like two three feet in the air already I, i've been driving down to the, the coastal side and i'm just kind of like wow didn't this oh. all burn yet <laughs> yeah no i haven't been able to see it recently okay but you know it, it's you know i i during this whole period i think the um you know, during the summer, some of us, you know, we kind of uh, drove out, we went out, you know, some people went to the beach and then they said you couldn't do that because they were trying to regulate where you're going. And I think, you know, a lot of us during this pandemic is, is, you know, like we're, we're stuck inside, but then it's like a lot of people are longing to go out because, you know, you hear in the news left and right about, you know, people moving away out of California or, or mm-hmm. really not. But then the, the new statistic that came out, it wasn't them moving out of California, it was them moving out of the Bay Area. Mm. I, I, more so. But I don't know if you've noticed any of that while living in the city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what you have left over now is a lot of people that they hurdled this way. You know, during the pandemic, they hurdled a lot of people this way. And even though people had left, you, you have a lot of, like you said, people out of homes and stuff like that don't, that don't really have anywhere to go. And they kind of get pushed up towards the city and you have all the, all the a lot of this inner strife now because you're you have new people in different territories that they shouldn't be in mm-hmm. i think this is what it's causing a lot of the issues in the bay area with all the you know random attacks yeah partially yeah yeah for sure but i, I think once again i've also seen the resilience of the community in the bay area you know where you've uh, you know, there there are many people stepping up and mm. you know speaking out for themselves, you know, speaking out for others that that are or you know the underprivileged, I guess,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or un, unable to, uh, mm-hmm. I would say, because they're being attacked already. Uh, I, I'm I, I keep seeing these like on some of the news feeds, like this person's a hero for doing this and that, mm. um, and I, and I think that's great because I, I think that you know, as much, you know, bad as even though it's happened, there's also a lot of, you know, good that's come out of, out of this, you know, where you do see a lot of people like trying to help with, you know, with the, man, her name escapes me, but the, the one that, the originally that happened uh, in downtown San Francisco, where the lady hit the other guy back and mm. she raised the money and she donated out to everybody, uh, you know, and, mm. and that, and to me, that's like one of those that I think is kind of a lovely thing that, you know, the gift that keeps giving, you know, you know, that everybody's still trying to help each other out the best that they can. And, and just to see that community come together, like you said, war, you know, warrior, you know, okay. like a lot of it's, it is a problem with that modern minority myth, you know, with a lot of us being passive and, you know, we don't know how that we should reach out when we should, mm. you know, like good thing that someone has a GoFundMe page, but, you know, it's, it's finding other ways to get out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember her name actually. Um, well, she raised yeah. a million something dollars, right? Did she? Okay. Yeah, on the GoFundMe, and she donated pretty much all of it, besides whatever she needed. Mm-hmm. Looks like her name is uh, Xiao Zhen Shi. Xiao Zhen Shi. Yeah. Um, have Have you uh, Have you Were you able to get the the vaccine yet, or are you are you still waiting, or do you plan on getting it? Getting my second one uh, in a few days. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I've gotten my first one. Um, kind of uh, waiting for my second one in, in a week or two, mm. I think in two weeks. Um, yeah. But yeah, did you hear uh, about uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson? They, 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 they put it on pause. Did they? Why? Yeah. Uh, they, be- they believe the studies are true about the blood clots, I guess. Mm. And so they're kind of uh, putting that on a hold. So I guess... That we're going to slow down a little bit about giving people vaccines again, but I think Interesting. there's still a huge amount of people getting the Moderna and Pfizer because Pfizer mm-hmm. still has its amount, but I think we're at like what 20% now of people mm. that have a, a, that Americans have gotten their vaccine. I see. Wow. Well, at least, okay. you know, at least uh, uh, has gotten their first vaccine. That mm. uh, was, was like 40% or something like that. Mm. I, I heard, I heard on the Hill the other day or something like that on the, on the news. Mm it's so like at least one everybody's 40 something percent of people have gotten a vaccine at least mm-hmm. one of them and then 20 percent has gotten both doses
1: mm.
0: so yeah i don't know we're coming to summer let's let's keep doing the jobs i would once again you know like i didn't know where you got yours at but i did the drive through thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i would tell anybody if you're gonna drive through anywhere like get you don't you know when they set your appointment up don't um don't wait like 30 minutes before you get there you want to get there an hour beforehand because there's already a long long dmv line <laughs> yeah i yeah. sat in my car for i don't know probably like an hour and a half wow and i'm only inching forward like here and there to, as they as they wait damn wow and, and you're you're out there in uh and all yeah I, I i went out towards uh concord uh and to get oh, okay. my, my my vaccine shot gotcha they, they did it in like some water world um parking lot got it where yeah it wasn't it wasn't that tough here in San Francisco I waited like 20 minutes mm. Yeah, hear that yeah, yeah. they, they kind of did it like the whole you know fast track where everybody's lined up in these lines uh, <laughs> you know yeah. they're streamlining it right so <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm
1: not I'm wondering like I wonder if your your audience knows enough about me kind of and why you kind of Oh to
0: um interview. well you know tell me what's been, what you've been up to with the the band and uh, how you've been creative actually I've been wanting to ask that as the next question Yeah I guess it's yeah I guess yeah it's good to touch the base cuz
1: it's been several years actually mm-hmm. and yeah we met from uh, a few shows that you produced <laughs> one in particular i remember it being in uh like 111 minna yeah that was fun <laughs> yeah i'm like looking back i'm like oh, that was because you know i'm st- i still hang around the soma quite a bit and i'm like oh, that was like one of the only few times that i entered that space because they used to have like some
0: art exhibits there and bars and stuff and mm-hmm. it's a uh, pretty hard to well, come it's, it's a double bar but they had like a whole a- another event on the back end i think yeah yeah they were able to have that type of a space. It was like, it's, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed that place many times that I've been there Damn. for all the other events that they usually have there. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like it's always going to be there, right? And now that you're in
1: the pandemic, you're like, oh, what? Those are some good times. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Well,
0: yeah, I'm catching up with you here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like You know, during this pandemic, so it's like, Uh, you know, it's been an interesting question I've asked a lot of artists on the show. It's it's uh, how you've found new ways or how you've adapted to collaborate with uh, with others. Because I mean, you know, besides being you know solo, um, you know, when you're doing your solo stuff, it's like when you are collaborating with other people, it's it's like Mm -hmm. how you know other new forms, methods, and strategies and tact that we've been taking on. So, yeah, how, how, how was your transformation into this? I think it's taught me to. I think it's definitely pushed me to be more
1: resilient. Um, a, a lot of artists kind of let go of the craft uh, during these times. Um, I think I've I've felt that, but it's also sharpened my desire to to strengthen my craft. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it comes from a place of like seeing my work uh, and how it still resonates, and seeing how important it is. Um, I think like no for me what I've learned about myself is uh I haven't really like caught like a big break like there are some some breaks here and there um but I haven't really caught that break where like the following uh is very consistent um and uh and I I realize that I'm not even worried about that uh I'm creating because it's necessary to me uh and I'm, I'm like coming up on like a thousand pages of stuff and And it's like, I still feel like this work is like relevant. And um, so I I start there and I say that because it's it's tough to get the resources or to to get buy-in from people. And I think I'm lucky that like, I've had like some long relationships with people who kind of know my work though. They don't know kind of what I'm capable of because it's all I know I'm capable of. Like people don't know as much as I do in terms of what's possible they They know me and and we have that relationship where they're they're willing to follow my vision, which is really fun um, mm-hmm. and incorporating theirs as well and and have you know built that relationship uh with them where I'm like, you know they know that I know their their stuff as well so <laughs>
0: it, it just you got that click with them i mean that's that's a, that's that's the creative part it's just we're 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 trying to be creative together, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it kind of happens from a natural, like
1: appreciation for the other people, you know, for the collaborators as well. Um, And so lately, I've I've been able to uh, 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 publish my first book, um, The Sacred Trail of Freedom. Yeah, it's right here. I was gonna,
0: I was gonna talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: yeah, 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 for sure, we can do that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, ask um, how you came about, but I was, I was, I was talking about you know, the other musical aspect because, yeah, there's a plethora of things about you. <laughs> right
1: on. That's still to come. Uh, we've been my band has been together for about thirteen years, September two thousand eight, mm-hmm. we've had changes in memberships and uh, and uh, differences in visions and, and all these things. Um, and uh lately we've had like a a really solid group uh though two of our members just moved to socal Mm -hmm. uh, they're very creative and dynamic uh they brought like elements to our band that we've needed for a long time and particularly like chops in engineering and uh and just uh musicality that that really fits fits our sound and um and uh, uh, a deeper appreciation for the vision. So I'm excited about the EP that we're, we're, we're going to drop soon. um, And I hope we can. Yeah. I talked to you
0: about that last time. Uh, You're still working on it. I'm I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I got the roughs. Yeah. The rough, the rough drafts are in in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it funny nowadays, everything can be stored on your phone. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your, a couple of years ago, uh, I don't know. I mean, back in the day, it's all like, yes. "Hey, girl, can you can I text you?" <laughs> I know. Yeah,
1: and your phone can do so much now. Oh, Jesus! Your phone has three cameras on it now. It's it's absurd. <laughs> I know. I huh. mean, I got I got a seven, and it still got a lot. And I'm like, hella people are getting phones every year, and I'm like, you're not even
0: using the full capacity of your phone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm a big Tron believer. It's all about the user yeah you can you can have a decent phone it doesn't really matter because you won't know the speed or whatnot and it's and apple is one of those that proved that theory because you can have like an eight nine or a ten and and or whatever the ten plus 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 whatever phone is Uh it's about the same thing and there's not i mean besides the camera quality like you're pretty much still operating all the same apps yeah right i mean your functions aren't that much more nowadays i mean if you were playing stocks you can do exactly the same thing on the seven eight nine or ten or whatever the fuck number that is i mean Uh i don't know what people are trying to do you can still uh well i guess the only difference is some of the newer phones that will allow you to not carry your wallet Uh right that's about it you know your your, it has your card number on there but it it's great because i've seen a lot of artists use their phones uh to record on the spot on the music videos yeah
1: oh yeah record music too yeah yeah well everything I've, <laughs> yeah i've seen some really great music videos through through iphones mm-hmm. and through the, just the
0: new smartphones
1: and yeah
0: but it, at least it, it, i think it's a better marker of like remembering you know to for memorization and whatnot like oh i thought of something cool i just want to speak into my phone real quick and you you don't lose your train of thought on something you just record it that's true yeah
1: those help place my most for sure and yeah, I mean, I guess that's what you pay for, getting $1, <laughs> like yeah. a $1,000
0: phone. Yeah. It's like half a hard drive. I'm still using what, uh, my uh, my Note. I, I I'm a guy who likes writing Notes down. Yeah. You have the Note 7. I have, oh, I have an iPhone 7. iPhone yeah, so, 7, oh, okay. So yeah, so
1: uh, Notepad is the 7 version, whatever that is.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, oh, I have the Samsung Note. Oh, got you. Yeah. I, I've been using that little stylus pin for a long time. I, I generally like jot quick little numbers all the time down. So it's actually one of those that helped me out with that. Ah, I see. Uh, I, I just never was able to leave it, but it's, but I don't use the pin all the time. I, I I think that's just the only difference. I, I know a lot of people don't use a stylus pin. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just a little old school. <laughs> I still like looking at my handwriting. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Shoot. I might get a Samsung
1: too apple's got some
0: i recommend the note if uh for artists i would i would recommend someone hey you know any fan go ahead leave your comments back with me later but i'm just saying fans i use a note just because i like taking notes <laughs> i like i like looking at my handwriting i still believe in penmanship is important important to some people yeah or you know just kind of like hey girl let me get your phone number real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what was it again i don't have time to dial it in let me just, just flip out my
1: pen and write it down <laughs> yeah i've been signing the books that i've been selling and i'm like oh my handwriting is terrible I'm like oh did i just ruin the value of the
0: book with my handwriting now do you do do you do any your signature do you kind of do it up here and there or is it like it's pretty consistent yeah um
1: i yeah i use a particular signature for my artist name mm. and then for my personal name yeah um, yeah is that what you mean
0: yeah yeah uh, i was kind of thinking like winter soldier yeah uh, and falcon the, the 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 show that was on because like battle stars like when i saw my name i put a battle star on there <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i don't know if you're watching that show but like you know i guess he draws a star and then a circle over it so like that's the captain america shield i guess i don't know <laughs> oh, i see <laughs> he was talking about that i was like yeah no the artist name would have like you know that it would be something very the penmanship has got to be yeah
1: that's true yeah why why use letters right damn that you're right i should just draw something as a signature
0: no no a signature with like with with a symbol you know oh dope yeah yeah. yeah. you know kind of like at the tail end of it or something i don't <laughs> i don't know i'm just suggesting things but you know it was kind of like that russell peters joke if you're gonna name your, your kid something you know make sure they have a click in it you know add something and you know something to embellish it
1: <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> Yeah, I do have an interesting artist signature, but you know what? I, I kind of want to play around with a signature that doesn't
0: have any letters. So that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, it, you know what? It could be like something similar to it, maybe. You know, it's, it's still your signature, but like it looks more like something also. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I've seen like those Jackie Chan names, but then it looks like a dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Some, something. Something. I'm quite sure you. I, I'm quite sure you'll you'll have an awesome signature because you're you're going to send me a copy of your book soon. So I I, I will be pre-ordering one later. On oh, this right on. Oh, thank you. Uh, you but figure out your signature first and then send it to me. Oh, I got one. I got one. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I might just change it up for you though.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make mine the new one. <laughs> yeah, the new one. <laughs> um, so so with the band working on the EP and everything, I mean, yeah. how have you guys been able to share time? I mean, like I know everybody's got their own interesting schedules and yeah. period. Mm-hmm. How's everybody been uh, hanging in as, as a band? I mean, I know that there's those moments where you guys are kind of separated and then mm-hmm. came back or how did that work out?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, right now, two of them are in SoCal. I think right now, an important thing is to kind of see what's ahead um, for all of us. Um, I think, a lot of musicians and artists kind of just tend to kind of go go through things like one item at, t- at a time, sometimes can be pretty spontaneous, which is also really important. Um, but it's also kind of just to make sure that like, you know, folks expectations are around kind of where we're going. Because uh, Sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, like, you know we just did this and we did that and you're telling me we got to do more of this and more of that it's like you know i don't want to like surprise anyone right so like yeah 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 so like everything we gotta like make sure you know like we map everything out um so right now like we have like raw recordings of the music and there's other things to focus on you know with the mixing and the mastering and you know the um the cover the art i mean uh I think also just like some of the parts that we're adding, we're adding like a a keyboardist, um, a few more vocalists, an intro, a narration, some really cool guests. I'm really excited to announce the guests later on, but also just like, you know, that being in sync with kind of like a release schedule and Mm -hmm. how, you know, what is the best way to release that during these times and kind of why and um, and who are we uh, looking to reach most? Um, Obviously our music is for everyone, um but there are people who might appreciate it deeply um and how do we kind of reach them at this time um and so yeah just you know coordination between all the bandmates like everyone taking on a role um and just that being in sync and you know we're basically trying to play the piano with all 10 fingers um as best as we could Uh, i think that would be the goal um you know, because uh, we do have one band member who will be in engineering, um, like mixing everything, and and you know, so, so some roles are pretty clear, but then there are others where it's like there's opportunities. You know, like people might just be waiting around and whatnot, and um, and it's also kind of you know, kind of addressing like each person's like needs or interests and all that too. And um, if they feel like uh, they're just waiting around or they're overwhelmed, you know, being responsive to that. Um, so yeah, just uh interpersonal dynamics i guess it's like one thing that i've learned about the band life it's just uh yeah just uh finding those common threads it's uh, it's always different uh some some things that feel similar but it's always a different thing
0: every, mm-hmm. every different every group that that we're all part of yeah so the, um so with everybody now kind of Little scattered but I'm, I'm glad everybody's making the time and and, and finding opportunity to do uh, parts and whatnot um and with you you know doing this with your daily life of work and and running back and forth um how do you how do you still do you how do you still find some time to uh, do poetry yeah do you, are you still are you still doing that during this period yeah as much or or was there a, a moment that you weren't doing it and then you kind of like all right, I'm ready to write some, you know, put some stuff down on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'm lucky in a sense where I don't, I feel like I don't
1: even try. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there's just much more to write about than I have time to, to produce, um, which can also bring anxiety. And, you know, you're kind of just like, ah, oh, like, uh, you know, how, how much longer till we're able to get this out there. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like, just you know yeah like sometimes it's like you produce something and that was like several years ago where you first created it so your personal excitement for it isn't there (laughs) but other people are seeing it for the first time and you're like they're reminding you how exciting it is for them Mm. oh word okay because you know at some point you kind of doubt it you start doubting it because you know you've already read through it so many times you're kind of desensitized by that conversation Mm. that you wrote about and then but to some people like
0: it's still yeah. relevant to them,
1: yeah. And I guess that's kind of like that. That's that helps too. I mean, that's kind of the silver lining of it too. It's like the downside is that it takes forever for an independent artist uh, during these times to produce, and part you know, particularly like an Asian American artist as well. Um, um, and the, that that's the downside. But the upside is that it 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 pushes you to create something that. Uh, is hopefully not timeless you know if it's speaking to a particular thing you want society to move on from but it's still it's still timely and it's still kind of like long-term relevant Um, and I guess timeless in a sense where it's like it really captures a a moment in time that's really
0: important Um, and how did I get to that conversation I guess yeah like I'm still about uh, about how you find time to still put it down on paper
1: Yeah. You know, I always just stop to write because I consider all of it a a branch of poetry, even uh, just the hip hop rock or even like uh, like blue songs or other kinds of uh, melodies and stuff. It's all kind of like poetry to me. I don't really think too much about the form. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's sometimes it's like rhythmic, sometimes it's staccato, sometimes it's for someone else to sing and sometimes it's like in a fiction or or a novel, or, or whatever, or it's just prose, um, or, uh, you know, what they consider slam poetry, all that stuff, it's just, like, you know, I'll focus on the container that it belongs to, or the medium that it belongs to later, I'm just gonna write it
0: out. So, so the, and so this kind of, like, you know, to bring back to, um, the paper trail of freedom, that's kind of, um, what led you to, like, is this kind of also something that led you to, you know, wanting to write more?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like Paper Trail of Freedom is, is kind of like a, a version of myself, like a past version of myself uh, mm-hmm. that I'm able to put out now th- in this present draft of myself. Uh, it's about, like, experiences of love and loss uh, that kind of brought me from a place of, like, feeling crossroad, like being in a, in a place of crossroads mm-hmm. to uh, more of a, a more decisive place of committing to activism, environmental, social justice, uh, particular stories uh, around the Bay, around the city, um, in the Philippines, uh, particular stories, you know, uh, from people uh, uh, who I've met in different places who kind of just like remind me why, like, why this path is is the clear path uh, for myself. And I guess my goal is to reach people who are at a crossroads as well. who uh, know a lot about what they, what is uh, harming them, what is hurting them at this moment, what they don't want to see anymore, kind of the oppressions that they experience. They know a lot about that, but um, I'm hoping that they can better imagine the world that they want to see um, and that and, uh, there's a way to work for that, that world that exists. And it, there's a way to balance um, being in this world that we exist in now, and mm-hmm. building for the world that we want to see, um, incrementally. Um, and I just, yeah, I just want people to feel that hope, which is why the, the cover is, uh, is, uh, basically hands, uh, sending off lanterns into a vortex. Oh, know? okay. Yeah.
0: yeah uh, where, where there are uh, lanterns that are flying into the air. Yeah. 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 Um, I will put the link down on the, uh, on the, um, the, the, below the podcast thank you yeah, yeah. and so kind of your
1: your question about like did it motivate me to write more I started this this I, uh, I heard
0: it's an addiction right after you do one
1: yeah <laughs> the, yeah I can see that yeah because I started this in 2014 worked on it for a year and a half and then mm-hmm. I just couldn't really find the right resources or the, the right team to work with I, I reached out to two teams and they weren't like really into it as, as much as uh as we would need to finish the project because they were more literal like uh visual artists because this is a graphic poetry book which is mm-hmm. why i needed collaborators so there's a lot of artwork here um that like you know the um that words can't express mm-hmm. and you know and vice versa words can express things that 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 uh artwork isn't able to or visual art so uh, we wanted to kind of marry that. That's, that was my, my hope. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was possible. I don't really know a lot of like writers who do that. Um, and then just the topics that I cover is like, uh, it's like less explored topics. Um, and, uh, and I have a particular style. And, and, um, and yeah, just the idea of a graphic poetry book was just like, I didn't really have references to it and it would be my first time working with the team. So there are a lot of things that would bring me anxiety. Yeah. And that it, this would cost me, you know, some money, you know, like a few thousand to produce and producing it on my own too, self-producing um, and the, the decision to do that instead of like submitting this to different presses mm-hmm. and all that. So, so that brought me a lot of anxiety. So like, it, it's just kind of like, I, I worked on it from 2014 to like, 2015 or early 2016 and it's just like all right it was it's not working out like um not finding the right team so i kept it in the back burner and then picked it back up like in late 2018 or like early 2019 and then Mm -hmm. finally had the momentum to finish it and found the right team to work with i found an amazing visual artist her name is malaya tuyai and she uh she's just really her art is really expressive it's not literal It, it it really focuses on the um the, the emotion or, or or the sensation of a of a particular story um how do you describe it yeah like yeah i guess it's more yeah it's just kind of it kind of just it has more emotional implications than that than literal like uh uh items that, that she draws and stuff so that's kind of what drew me to her work and i'm just lucky that she was down to kind of work with me on this and that I found a publication designer Mm -hmm. and a few editors and all these folks are just kind of like, they were just down to do it. And so I'm still like processing how grateful I am for, for that.
0: Um, It's all, it's always, it's always great to see a project kind of come together right at the end. You you will always find all the key players that need to be there. I know. Yeah. It's just like,
1: I I don't, uh, yeah. I don't think about how lucky I am really. To even get to that point, I you always think about like, oh, look how much time it, you know, took you to produce it, and you know, like, is the piece even relevant enough anymore? All these things, it's like,
0: it's just I, I'm learning how to let go of that. Um, it, it's it's you, you know what it is, and, and I'll say this because you know you you were you were a part of the story for me, so uh a few the, the, that few year ago, the the back at the the 111 mina when I threw. Uh, uh rock fever with through rama at the time um you know i was trying to find all the bands for the show and i remember like okay cool i got this all set up the venue i've got you know the location the date you know i've got the flyer i'm like i gotta make this now i gotta find the bands and i'm sitting here going like shit who the fuck am i looking for here (laughs) and and I was trying. I was going around trying to find people. I, I, I was trying to build a list with uh, me and my uh, my dynamic dual dual brother of mine, uh, my bo- my boy Jesse, uh, who I wouldn't throw another show without him. Um, we were looking for bands and all through the bay, and you know, it just one right after another. And I think you guys were like my fourth band, but the the first three bands were nerve wracking because I'm trying to find somebody. To whatever. And then literally the following day, it's like, you know, you and a, a bunch of other people just came together and they were like, yeah, I'm down to do it, James. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I, I think I found all the bands. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it just took me like two, three days. And, you know, it's like, I found the first one. It's like, okay, I need to reach out. I was like, so far, this person's agreed to do the band. I was wondering if you'd like to be in the band. And, and like you said, people, you, you find the right people that are just, all right, we're ready to go do this. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: And yeah, yo. And thanks for like, yeah, exactly. You were searching, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and we were basically like ready and like, you know, looking for, for people who were like searching in that way. And it's crazy how it, like, it really does align like that. Like it, it is kind of like the lanterns that you kind of, you, you, you kind of, you put it out there. You don't know where it lands and stuff. And I'm glad that, that it landed on our site. Cause like, uh, yeah, like for for me, it's like at the time because that was like seven seven years ago.
0: It's serendipitous. You know? I, I did did her to say that that earlier. yes, it just everything just kind of everything's aligned, everything syncs up. Yeah, don't know why. Yeah. I just I fell and it, and and I fell into place. That's kind of Dude. that's that's kind of the silly part about it, right?
1: For real, yeah. I I can't be grateful enough for that because it's like it, it it's not actually easy to come by, like, you don't really, you know, um, meet a lot of people who, are uh, just kind of believe in, in the art, um, yeah, and, and believe in, like, putting together, like, an experience like that, um, and, uh, you know, looking for the right people to, to form that with, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, thinking about, like, production, like, I've been focused on, like, event production quite a bit in the last several years, because a lot of people aren't really producing, um, yeah, they're, they're, they they kind of like neglect that that process, the importance mm-hmm. of like you know, not it's not just like event producing like you know as like, it's just it is actually like you're you're kind of creating an experience that people will like be inspired by. They'll like inspire them to to, to continue on or to, to to push for for something greater. No, um, no, that's I think I you're right. I think that.
0: you're spot on about that. It's right. not it's not just putting all the chess pieces together it's experience it's how you play the game it's how the game is played out i think um i i I was arguing with one of my regular co-hosts that come on the show at the end of the month willie chen you know we we argue about things all the time just because we do matter of fact (laughs) i was arguing with him just a couple hours ago (laughs) about stupid shit um (laughs) we were playing a game and 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 i hate it when he knows he hates this Uh, is when he goes all right all right james we'll try it your way i was like i've been saying this for the last five minutes god damn run around flank that guy jesus (laughs) anyway we'll try it your way (laughs) i was like i've been saying that for five minutes now you keep dying stop anyways um you know i I think uh like i like you said you know you when you find the right people and you, you 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 know, they, they, it makes it, it just makes it just so much grander.
1: Yeah. That was also the last show we did with uh, Spartacus, with Chris Simeon. Oh, yeah.
0: Philip. Which I, I heard uh, uh, you had Chris in the show, too. Yeah, he's been on the show a few times. Uh, he comes uh, nice. on to the end of the month show uh, and uh, whatnot uh, with me. He, he's, he's one of the original guys that came on the show originally. He's been a good brother into me. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and i try to catch him every time i go down that way uh uh-huh. at least i try and or if he comes up this way he knows he has a place to stay with me and and yeah. blah 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 that i, I love that guy to uh, to death I he's know. An awesome dude
1: <laughs> i know i really wish like yeah i really wish more people would like you know uh, come across his work cuz his work is great. Like the Spartacus, like their last album, I don't know if they even released it. It was so uh, good.
0: They're not together anymore. I think his brother and him stopped doing other stuff. He, yeah. he's, solo, he's, a, he's doing solo stuff now. I know his brother,
1: I think, had a family, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. But it's like their last album, I don't think they dropped it because they gave me a CD and I bumped it so many times that summer. Mm. That, that that was several years ago and I never heard them drop it. I'm like, uh, like yeah. Yeah.
0: I just, oh, I'm I'm gonna do a reunion with these guys, <laughs> with <too>. you guys, <laughs> one of me these too. days. Yeah, I, I think I, I think uh, a lot of us are due for some big ass grand show. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm hoping to work with them on a
1: song actually soon. But uh, yeah, I would love that. Oh, that, that I would that'd love this. I would
0: love to see that too. <laughs> I would love to talk dream. to both of you guys while you guys did a show together. <laughs> well, whatever you guys collaborate on, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, right Right on. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up about this later on, just to make this happen. I want to see this through. <laughs> okay, right on.
1: I think he's waiting on waiting on me. He's actually down. I, I
0: already asked him. He's waiting on me to send send over what we got. Ooh. that's awesome. I, I, I yeah. Well, when I I'll have to get you guys both on the show next time. For that. that that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was all like, yeah, I remember talking about it on the show here. Chris, what's up? <laughs> yeah.
1: Damn. I don't even know where the years went by. It was crazy. But it's I'm happy we're all still connected.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, um, I'm happy we're all here for, yes. for everybody that, that made it and everybody that remained vigilant. I, yes. I think, you know, we can all bitch and complain about things that we don't like in yes. our government or healthcare yes. or – whatever systematic you know or systemic or yeah. any any of that stuff i think it's you know at the end of the day count your blessings you know we're all here absolutely um, and you know we we still get to produce Something awesome, <laughs> yeah. whatever that might be, whether it be art or intangible things like in NFTs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm talking stupid I've been I've been reading that recently about something. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to learn more. Actually,
1: I've been hearing about it too.
0: <laughs> well, NFTs, non non trans uh, uh what non transferable funds or something like that. It's yeah, like, it's like you can own a digital image. It's like non fungible tokens or something. Yeah, fung- yeah, fungible token. <laughs> Like you own something digital, like uh-huh. a like a gif or a GAF or whatever it is, and that's what you own. Like and no one else owns it except you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's cool <laughs> but digitally, but uh, they they said that there's a problem if uh, uh if the server that holds your shit goes uh-huh. down, then you're fucked. Yeah. I was like, well, wouldn't that isn't that every digital cryptocurrency of any sorts? Roughly? Yeah, I don't know. True. It's anything digital. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, like, this is the part where, like, uh, I was told by Willie earlier to crack this joke on the show, which was, you know, for all those Dogecoin fans, uh-huh. you know, stay up there, guys. Keep yeah. holding your Dogecoin if you can. If you're not, go ahead and sell your shit. Whatever. You've already made more than double your money back. <laughs> Just stupid shit everybody's been dealing with. I, I appear, you know, uh, on the show we periodically talk about the stock market and how weird economics has been going around since the pandemic. It's yeah, no. absolutely it's absolutely horrid. Absolutely. It's
1: crazy though. Well, nice. yeah, well,
0: we, we were la- we were laughing because Dogecoin uh Dogecoin finally hit over 10 cents and people are like, What the fuck? <laughs> it it it's stupid because if you they, they people are cracking jokes about like if you had t- taken your stimulus money last year, your twelve hundred dollars, and put it into Dogecoin, you would yeah. now have probably forty or fifty thousand dollars. For real, but yeah, with the twelve hundred dollars that you got, damn. Well, you, well, it was like when uh, back in back last year, Well back last year, uh, right before the pandemic. Yeah. Dogecoin was like point zero zero three or two cents. Yeah, so like like point two of a penny, right? It, it's like you could buy four shares for a penny, literally. Or I'm sorry, for Dogecoin it was four co- uh, four uh, coins for a penny. Mm-hmm. And so for stupid shit, you could buy that, and now it's eleven cents. So you would have already doubled wow. or well, you wouldn't have doubled at this point. You would have uh, whatever, whatever 11 times 4 is. <laughs> Damn. Or whatever that might have been. That, you, you would be, yeah, stupidly rich on that part. But, and it's a meme by Elon Musk. Uh, it's a meme coin. It, 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 some, it's managed to somehow link its stock between Tesla and, and well, Tesla and, um, and Bitcoin. Those three have merged together with Dogecoin as a meme. And the whole idea of this coin was basically for just, – just kind of to sum it up. It, it was just a joke because there's all these other cryptocurrencies that are out there. Yeah. That it's like, all right, fuck it. We're just going to make – we're going to make one up. Fuck it. <laughs> Boom. And, and it's going to be backed by money and shit. And now it is. And tomorrow, um, by the time people are listening to this, uh, tomorrow will be April 14th.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Coinbase app is going IPO, and apparently they just announced that they're going to – have dogecoin on their fucking services wow so that means nothing in stock terms it's just kind of it's just kind of like it's a joke for a stock and we we were one of those guys that were following stupid stocks since the uh, the gamestop thing wow i didn't know if you if you're a fan of video games but gamestop was like i don't know fucking twenty dollars or something right and like in one fucking day, I decided to jump up like I don't know two hundred dollars, and then everybody was like, "What the fuck's going on?" So then, then, then the whole hedge fund stuff. That was all of February, by the way. I know. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I made I made two hundred percent off of that. <laughs> really? Whoa! I, I I didn't I didn't put a lot of money in there. I was just cracking jokes with friends, and I was like, Fuck it. I will throw fifty dollars at it." Damn. Yeah. yeah. It was stupid. Uh, it was just, it was stupid, but anywho, you know, it, it's a, it's one of those that, it, you know, um, it's small risk, small risk. Yeah. But, you know, you could also lose everything, but I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> the gamble is like,
1: I just hope we pull out before we lose it. Right.
0: Well, I, I think the whole idea is don't be too greedy, but you know, know where, know what your winnings are. Like, if, if I came here to make a dollar for a dollar, then, then walk away with that dollar. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're like, fuck it, let's let this shit ride, then, then be prepared for the worst outcome. Because only if you're not prepared for that, then you don't know what's going to happen. I know. Shit. I would tell anybody that it was ever, and I've said this on the show many times before, if it's one of those things that you want to do or you're trying to do, it's like, well, you know, there are many ways. Some people put their whole fucking life savings in there. and some and 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 are afraid to lose everything Uh and then some people you know do it like they're going to the casino Uh i came here to lose this amount and that's it right but the thing is i'd rather pay to play so that i understood how to play so you know that that was kind of how i did my stuff originally which years ago when i tell people the same thing it's like you know just go like you're going to the casino if you're going to go with a hundred dollars Play the penny stock until you figure out how to play beyond that but don't put any more money that you're you're not willing to lose and that's it you know like you're you might lose it all unfortunately i was very lucky and i took out the money that i won which Uh was my full amount and i just played with house money clever that's pretty much it so the only difference between me and my friends is that i'm here to lose it all It's like a, it's like a Texas HOTEM game card, Uh (laughs) you know, like I'm just playing it on my phone on on that sense. Right. That's how I tell people it's like, you know, nowadays, because the thing is technology's caught up to us, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the old days, stocks were practically, you know, not reachable for people, but at the same point, it's also one of those that, you know, you can do it on your phone now. (laughs) That's pretty much what we were saying earlier about the phone. You can do it on your phone and that's it so uh, I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm glad you got
1: a healthy relationship with with the uh, risk and all that because for sure
0: i've definitely known people who i watch have, a lot of john wick yeah you know I, I for, fortune versus uh, fortune uh um, fortune f- favors the bold fortune favors the bold yeah mm-hmm. But you know th- there is also those like stupid things that people used to say. You know, like when I was growing up, it's like mm. you want to ha- you want to live you want to live today like no one else does, so that you could have a life that no one else could. <laughs> True. And, but that's very self serving. And then it's also kind of like, well, if you're eating cup of ramen every day <laughs> and stuff like that, I don't know how healthy that is. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many counter arguments to that, but I'm just saying it's not like I don't know about eating top ramen every day. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But, you know, long story short, I, I, I think, you know, with the, oh, Willie made me mention this, so I'm just saying, you know, for anybody that, you know, that plays or is what, be careful of your risk, but also at the same point, you know, don't like anybody, I'm not a financial advisor and don't do whatever you think you're going to do. You know, just make sure, you, you know, and, and you know, the only, the only thing I will say is this, the best way to lose money is to lose money with friends. Yep, that's that's the hashtag. Lose money with friends. <laughs> lose, I like that. That's that's a part of the whole Reddit community. It's called lose money with friends. Word. And Whoa. and it's it's one of those like, hey, I'm gonna buy into this. Like I'm I'm like I'm buying if the A's are gonna win or like the uh-huh. Giants are gonna win. But are right. you gonna buy with, with me in this is on this too? Sure. Fuck you know I'll lose ten bucks with you. Whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I will lose money with friends. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, or at least like they
1: know that you're doing this like yo i'm, I'm doing this you're you know
0: you're well mine. i well you know the funny thing is, is when you get a good community of friends and that's the most important thing i i, I think that you find not just one or two like find as many people a, a, of a community to, to, to do it with to talk about it that you know so that you don't feel like you're making a decision all by yourself or uneducated decision because everybody else is Someone's doing the real work here. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's not me, <laughs> yeah. but you know, a bunch of people are all down on this. I don't know, I'm not with, saying I'm with the herd, but I'll do my minimal risks of whatever I'm doing and we'll go yeah. from there. But I would say, yeah, like have a good community of friends that you are always constantly educating yourself with and, and you'll do perfectly fine. I, I mean, and, and, I say, and I've said this many times, I'm not a financial advisor, But this is the fucking you know pandemic, and there is nothing but the for the economy but to go up. I don't care what economics class you took. There's nothing but for the economy to go up. Yeah. Yeah. You got you know, during this pandemic, it's like what 23% of Californians have lost a job? I mean, it it was one in four and then it became one in three. Crazy. Right? Yeah. And and the third person is technically part time. One person is essential, and the other person is working from home. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's 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 nice that they're hiring because if you've been looking around, everybody's getting ready to hire. There's a few stipulations with the yep. whole COVID. Like if you've gotten a vaccine or not vaccinated yet, if they'll hire you or not. Yeah. Within yeah. The, uh... Yeah, I've yeah I've lost a lot of money like
1: in the last year, and particularly because I've been focusing on things that are more on the visionary end, uh, investing really in my art and still organizing. I've been organizing for a while now, like thirteen years as long as I've been doing art, and uh, you know none of that makes money. Um, but like I also like I've also reconciled it with just like yo like these are like these are definitely you know, the times, you know, these, it's not just like what I'm doing. It's, it's the times like I, what I'm doing shouldn't like, you know, the fact that I'm losing money shouldn't like push me away from the purpose that I'm still in. Um, Though, like, obviously everybody needs money to, uh, to, to maintain that's, you know, the lack thereof is not going to push me to stop, you know, push, you know, uh, or compel me to stop pushing for what we, what we need. Out here in this world and in this community, but fortunately, I, I am getting a new job.
0: And, you know. Is it, it, it is it all local still? I mean, a lot of people have had to make different different adjustments in this in the area. Yeah, I'm going to be teaching a Filipino language and ethnic studies in high school. Nice. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I think a lot. I, I, you know, the community is it's. To the community, I think it's important that a lot of people understand what to be aware of um, and to be conscious of. I'm not saying woke because I don't want them to be kind of half up and still sleepy. <laughs> um, I, I want I want them to be, you know, what was that? Aware, <laughs> uh-huh. right? I want them to to, to understand, you know, uh, you know, for the next generation. I think it's a, very important because I think our voices are louder now. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm as in you know 20 years ago or 10 years ago yep. where we were and and how the artistic scene used to be for the bay area i think that's it's 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 changed now mm. and i'm also very i'm i'm very hopeful mm. and i and i know you are too because as this as this pandemic opens up i want to see this asian renaissance happen
2: mm.
0: i would love to see that more of like of uh, the community coming back with art color and you know what you know like how are we going to get over what has been taken away from us for this last year and a half mm-hmm. and then some and and it's not just a year and a half it's the things that have been taken from us yeah you know at no fault of nobody right i don't know yeah. i'm just I'm, I'm still yeah i'm reeling like everybody else <laughs> yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah and I think there are so many ways where there's so many kind of like from different angles that are telling us to kind of give up on that on what you're saying like a like a renaissance um and uh yeah like you said like our, our voices now are more nuanced it's more it's not just like to this identity like oh this is the artist that speaks to that identity now it's like you're kind of getting more of the experience from from the Asian American community, and there are more people who are compelled to to write and, and pursue uh, more create creative facets and stuff of of work, and um,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, well, it, well, that and just the fact that in this last pandemic, it's you know with the hate that's been yep. going on. You know, back yep. back to this. Yep. You know, we've all found ways to fall under a banner. Mm. You know, to, of solidarity to be with other groups. I don't mean with BLM or anything like that. I was like, you know, stop the hate, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's been a, um, a, a an interesting banner uh, versus of what's also going around. I mean, we were talking about uh, uh, earlier, uh, like what Dante Wright mm-hmm. and you know, like what's going on in Minnesota right now, and it's like with the with the last with the Derek mm-hmm. Derek Chivot. Yeah, Derek Chauvin. Chauvin, Chauvin, yeah. Uh, uh, George Floyd, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the same, you know, it's not too far away, and this is Uh, still hitting really close to home. And, and, you know, we're still listening to the verdict, you know, for – but it's still going on in court, right? I think so. And, you know, I I think we're all still waiting for what this verdict might be because we don't know if the city might burn if the verdict isn't what people want it to be. But then at the same point between you and me – and our audience that is listening it's like you know will this city burn or not burn what regardless of the the the, the verdict mm-hmm. you, you know it's like how bad will it burn or or you know is there a message still going to be sent i don't know mm-hmm. it, it's it's so volatile there right now and i, I think once again the, the media has been perpetuating a lot of misunderstanding uh, i I was uh, talking to Willie about this, and I'll bring this back up again at the end of the month. But mm. um, you know how the media pr- portrays different ethnic groups, which I, I, I've said to Willie many times. That my belief is that you know the media keeps us divided, and that they, they, they're perpetuating b- bad stories. And a, a story that came up not too long ago was like the Andrew Yang story. Mm. Uh, he's running for mayor of New York okay and just yesterday uh someone was trying to call him a mini a mini trump huh. and i'm all like how is how uh the the, uh, the the democrats or the left uh not progressive but the left was calling uh, uh andrew yang uh, one of the uh, mini trump and i was just completely baffled because i was like he's a democrat who believes in math and wants to to you know to get things done <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of like how how rodney chang says it mm. right we just want to see things work and they're smearing him left and right uh on the end of uh, and this was on the hill it's like a, uh, a panel of andrew yang uh, opponents brand him as mini trump uh, mm. t- and, you know just to spite him for what he's doing mm. um because they don't know what he's they don't know what is uh wrong with him mm-hmm. because they don't really understand what's going on with him at all. And who are they voting for? Alternatively, or who are they? That, that's for? the that's the funny thing. So, political. I saw. Uh, I talked on the on the last podcast for the end of the month. Political put out a hit piece on him. And and anybody any of my fans that know are, are that have been listening to the show as long as they've been going. They know that I'm not a big fan of Andrew Yangs and I don't agree with a lot of his policies, you know, especially with UBI. But, you know, I can agree with UBI to a degree like Monopoly, like, you know, when you pass go, you get 200 bucks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I get I get that part. But, it, you know, I can do it You know, I could dig it. Mm. But to call him a Republican is just fucking bullshit. <laughs> and, and and they're trying to scare him away out of being the, the next mayor of New York City. Mm. And I, 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 when I was talking to uh, Joseph that was on the show last time, he was, uh, he just came back from New York. So I was like, you know, I didn't know if he, had, I was asking him to see if he had a thing about, you know, his two cents about what do you think about the mayor of New York? Does it matter? Because Bl- uh, it's, uh, de Blasio is the mayor right now. Mm-hmm. So not that it's too important of any sorts, but it's once again as an asian american trying to run for like the mayor of new york city new york city yeah you know it's its own little country on its own and you know if you if you followed if you followed him in any way it's kind of like he got famous on joe rogan he got famous with like the fung brothers and he got this whole yang gang thing going for him and he was like one of the the first asian americans to run for president
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um but I, I think it's just funny because, like, like lately with his story and, and whatnot, it's a, it, it's like he most likely will win, but people don't want him to win. <laughs> it's because he's not a part of the 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 Democratic Party. I think it's just it's, he's the outsider. Yeah, and he's he's gonna be a mover and a shaker, and people aren't gonna like that. Just like they don't like Bernie. Yeah, and I'm I'm still saying like. Bernie shouldn't have stepped down. I don't know. I think he had a better, you know, like looking now, it's like between him and fucking yeah. Biden, I think he could have made it. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, just saying on that, yeah. on that end. I mean, like, I would have loved to have seen him duke it out with Trump. I mean, now knowing it's like you made him step down. I know. Damn. You know, and, and I'm just saying how rotten the core is that is the democratic party because Nancy Pelosi, even today, like they, uh, they're having a thing with him and uh, and Bernie Sanders, and I was like, what the fuck? They they don't want to deal with healthcare, and all he wants to do is add on to the existing single payer thing about healthcare. Like mm-hmm. like people that are fifty to fifty five or sixty, that they would get eye, dental, and 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 hearing. You know, you would add that on to like people that are fifty five and up. Uh huh. I could dig that. What the fuck? Why 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 can't we help out older people? I don't right. get it. They're elderly. I mean, and we and you know, as an Asian American community, it's like protect our elderly. You know, we got that plastered everywhere, you know? Yep. I was like, Bernie's not wrong there, but then is it like well, Bernie wouldn't get any of the benefits? He's already rich, anyways. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I I was confused why like Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to do some of the things and uh, I do follow, like, you know, Jimmy Dore, and it's like, you got to force the vote. I mean, you guys have, you know, like, Democrats have the fucking votes, period. Why are we not addressing these issues? Damn. We can pass a lot of things already, but I don't feel like we're not getting shit done. That's, that's, that's the only thing. It's like the the, the the House, the Senate, I mean, Seriously. What the fuck? <laughs> you, you're doing and this is exact. We're at the exact same time where when uh, when Obama came in, and it's like you had everybody. What the fuck? How come we're not passing anything? What's going on here? And I, I think once again, like me and Willie were saying, it's like the Democrats are back to doing the same old shit they're doing. I know. And they're not. And they're not helping. They're not helping everybody that they promised because I'm still. Uh, if you heard on the show, I was bitching about like Biden. And people in Georgia are fucking mad, okay? Mm-hmm. They're fucking mad. Right. You said two thousand dollars. You put me in the office, and I will get you two thousand dollars stimulus. What happened? We got fourteen hundred dollars. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And then there were stipulations. If you're making seventy-five k or less, you know, or something, or something like that, I was like, right. what, what? the fuck was that all about? Damn. Well, there I don't are, know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the. uh the shortfalls of both parties are growing Uh,
0: the alternative. Well, well, the Republican party is shrinking. Yeah. Uh, But the fact that, you know, you have a growing, you know, uh, democratic party at this point, it's like, okay, well we have more people under the banner. So we need to get more shit done. That's, that's just where we're, uh, where my belief is with that at this point, if there, if there is things that's, uh, you know, if, if things have been outlined saying that things that we were going to do we need then we need to set out to do these things that's all i'm saying yeah uh, but that's beside the point um you know it's just it's all the crazy shit that's going on in, in the world now and we're so yeah. close we're so close you know and i'm glad you got your vaccine because it's a. you know i don't know if you've met anybody that didn't wanted to get one yet oh yeah for sure <laughs> that are still questioning it a bunch yeah um you weren't you were never hesitant or were you
2: um
1: i think just given the the amount of uh like effective um vaccinations yeah like Mm -hmm. it made sense to me and it it did take a while to uh to test it out to test the vaccine out um yeah i mean the main thing still is to quarantine even if the vaccine is there because the Variants do continue to grow. I don't know if you just saw that. I right saw there. that.
0: I saw that. The cat <laughs> I
1: was like, wow, she's
0: playful. <laughs> she yeah. In the face.
1: <laughs> it's just the anxiety. I think just being indoors for so long, it's like not what cats are designed for. um I don't think anybody is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is like this vaccine. I mean, luckily, like we're at this age where we're pretty healthy. Like, um thinking about all the elderly and stuff who can't take too many vaccines like how many you know because like if there are more variants
0: you know like you know it's like yeah well yeah the fact that johnson johnson's on pause now and yeah (sighs) so um have you so you recently did a show not too long ago or a show um or are you have you been switching over to do more uh, like zoom shows and, and whatnot yeah, everything's a blur. To tell you honestly, I feel like I've been in a bunch
1: of like mobilizations, action shows. Like the last one I did was uh, a workshop with with uh, college kids uh, with uh, from my alma mater. Uh, my prof- oh, okay. My professor brought me back to to do like an hour long discussion with with thirty of her students, which was awesome.
0: Uh, they're like, all like
1: little mini screens. Basically, yeah, just two two frames of hella people. Uh, and uh yeah just uh uh produced like like 10 open mics last last year and raised thousands of dollars for uh, uh different things for covid relief and black-led organizations and different things um uh, indigenous people's rights too and all that and then yeah like did a big show like la- late last year um i think we're probably gonna do one for for the album release and we're probably gonna do an in-person one actually we might throw an outdoor concert um in uh, in the south of market
0: nice let, let me know and i'll, I'll uh I'll, we'll, we'll put that out on the uh, uh thank you on, i'll make an announcement on the podcast thank you i'm um, excited about these songs james i'm yeah i'm thank you for
1: putting me on because uh yeah i don't know if people i feel like pe- these are some of the songs that people have been needing for a second mm-hmm. but they just don't necessarily know <laughs> if that makes sense but it's like it's here it's like yo like these songs have been around for several years but
0: i'm excited to put them on a record um, now yeah we're, we're probably looking at it with the, uh, by the end of the month or so or um do you, do you, do you have a slight idea of when you'll release it yeah, I still gotta map
1: out the timeline with the band. I'm guessing the summer. Okay, um, so we're looking
0: for summer. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, you know, I'll probably get you uh, back in on for uh, the end of the month show, and, uh, right before you decide to to do that. I'll probably or it may have been released, but I'll get you in for the end of the month just to make the announcement again. I'll, maybe maybe i'll i'll work out and get chris on the show too just to, as a surprise <laughs> Ooh, yes please that'd be cool yeah we'll, we'll have to do that part of the show um so we I, I guess at this point we'll get ready to take a break uh you want to tell us about the song that we're uh, uh, getting ready to listen to uh yeah. this one of your demos yeah 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 which which one are we playing right now carry forth or oh well we'll, we'll play this uh, uh we'll, we'll play this in a second i'll have the editor put this right in though but what oh, uh the the song that you were telling me the the one that we were gonna play for, for this intermission here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess we we'll, we can play "Carry Forth." Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell me a little
0: bit about "Carry Forth."
1: It's about um, it, a lot of what we talked about actually okay. speaks to it. So it's like. Um, the first four bars go, add and ransack stacks from the ruling class to architect soundtracks to help liberate the masses. The big payback is greater than a paycheck. No amount for selling out would ever change that. So, you know, the big payback uh-huh. is greater greater than a paycheck, you know. No amount, no amount for selling out would ever change that. So it's about independent voice, voices that need to exist. Um, it don't matter, like, how difficult it is, how, how many resources we don't have. What matters is that, that we know why we do it. And uh, we keep going. Please enjoy,
0: guys.
3: And ransack stacks from the ruling class To architect soundtracks that'll liberate the masses The big payback is greater than a paycheck No amount for selling out would ever change that So I don't care at all if I never make a cent From my rhymes I will find you ways to pay rent Just trying to hear more than radio stations With the same 20 artists all day rotation So let's go I'll take whoever on the road. Let the music take the mold. Play the chords I will flow Metal, hip-hop, or soul I backpack raps. Cadillac tracks, multiple syllable measure, mean for lyrics are marked on wax. So take know that he's fat. Ah, don't mess with the ego. Whether the method is legal, legal, the only ethic is serving the people. My people still got up on guns at each other for butter. That's why I deliver a standard for brothers to find and you work to discover. We Vinyl turntables in our own playlist. Not care if the radio never plays this. Nothing new to the bay, full of underground hits like guitar chords ring and a bass line thump. With a kick snare, claps to these songs we sung. Got barricades to break with my napalm tongue till it's a household name. This place we're from, you can find me. In ciphers and corners of my street. In the eye of disorder, breaking bricks in the mortars, you find me. Breaking borders, bridging the gap, G. To my people, escape the traps and face the facts. I'll stay an asthmatic with a semi-automatic. Go, go, gadget, flow with magic, fantastic illustration. Freedom, sound, soul at the map and fold to find the destination. Bring on the envy, the shrouders I carry the fire the mind's imagination. Uh. We bring it home. We grind
4: My other half We stay too focused on our own lives We're narrow-sided We're still unfortunate Still close-minded I see my people living life with strength and hurt But I also see my people living life Without a shirt Every single day We are sold for cash of any sort I'm just trying to find a cure what is wrong?
0: Hope you guys enjoyed that song uh we're back um you know the other thing that we were uh we i didn't get a chance to talk about not too long ago um we you wanted to bring up about mental health and during this period of, of uh of things that uh, that have that many that have many people with ailments mm-hmm. that it's a big issue yeah you want to take the lead on that
1: yeah for sure i think it's a constant reminder to me being in san francisco uh, just le- even yesterday, I took a picture of um, just someone just laid on the floor on a mat, like, uh, or, or kind of like a sleeping blanket, um, just out on Hayes Street, which is a very, like, uh, wealthy neighborhood in, in San Francisco, Hayes Valley, just completely laid out um, and right, right, like, just like on the other end of that block, it was just like a, an outdoor patio, like fine dining uh like you would like literally like look like a few meters away and someone's just like completely laid out
0: you can you can literally see the different parallels of, of yeah the wealth and well isn't that considered the wealth gap at that point you know like the yes dispa- the disparity of like you know the poor and the homeless to the i had a job and it pays me 200k a year yeah like that so, yeah. What we're looking at yes yeah, so, so there's a heavy wealth
1: disparity there is uh a big houselessness and then there's also kind of the, the issue around mental health and i just kind of wanted to tie it all together uh because mm. it's really like it's kind of it's really um in my mind a lot lately in the last few years but definitely more so in the last year because uh i had a, a homie who recently passed away he uh He was out in the streets for several years. Uh, He's had my number um, in the back of his mind, in in his kind of, in his memory uh, for a while. Like, even as he kind of, you know, went to to prison and and a lot of other things, like, he still kind of, like, called me a lot. Uh, And I've seen him in some of his worst days. And I just knew that he wasn't the same person. Uh, Like, I started seeing that uh, three years ago. He wasn't the same person. Um, Society and the environment, everything just beating down on him. Yeah. And yeah. And I think like mental health right now, like, is, is just affecting us in a lot of different ways. It's affected me. Like, it's, it, it's, it's a reflection to me of like the dystopian reality that we live in, which I think is a manifestation of, of the system that we exist in. Uh, I think we talked about misinformation earlier um and uh yeah uh, a lot of like uh unfulfilled promises uh whether it's by particular parties or just how things are being handled during covid i think we're used to a lot of dystopian things um and, uh, I, I my cat. Uh, yeah and um i think that that totally like affects our mental health in a lot of ways everything we watch is sensationalized everything we watch is for the next headline it's uh the underlying thing there is ratings and viewership and whatnot it's not really about our best interest it's not about like us knowing the news and how important it is oh it's not it's
0: it's it's never been about the news it's you know it's always been about it's breaking news breaking
1: exactly yeah which you know there's some importance in that like of course like that's why we watch this because we find value in there but that's the underlying thing there is that they not just need to pay the bills, like the people at the top, they, they need to continue to dominate the, uh, the media uh, as conglomerates and whatnot. And I think that really plays a big role, like in, in affecting our culture um, and, and, and raising our youth today, mm-hmm. media, social media, um, especially youth in working class communities who grow up with migrant parents, um, whose par- you know, or whose parents like aren't like uh, available enough to really guide them, or whose parents don't even have the guidance, um, you know, whether it's both parents working or not having one parent or not having either parent, um, or parents who grow up in another culture who aren't able to understand the context that their their kids are growing up in,
0: um, or and I wanted to add there and or. During this pandemic, divorce.
1: Yeah, divorce. Oh my yes. god, that
0: fucking rate is so
1: fucking high. Yes, divorce rates. Yeah, um, and everyone's pulling at us at all different directs directions, especially young people. You know, there's whether it's the military or um or you know whether it's a particular job or a freaking uh you know uh, pyramid scheme. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> all, of, all of it. You know what I mean? Fucking pyramid schemes. I miss them. Or yeah, honestly, even just fucking video games. You can just get into the warp hole or, you know, of just like YouTube and all these things. We all do it. I do mm-hmm. it. You know, we're all sucked into the next thumbnail or whatever it is, the next thing to buy. And I think it's just continuing to show. And I think that's, you know, like where a lot of us are occupying our, our time right now. Um, and I say that because like recently, like I have a good friend who's 20-year-old who's cousin in the military just committed suicide mm. just last week. My my really good friend who he was such a brilliant MC. Mm-hmm. He he was 18 and I was 17 and he um he he helped me record my first song. And I still listen to it and I still kinda like it still brings me to tears because he was such a genius. Um, it was my first time using my voice. I still had like a puberty voice. Like, you know, my voice was still getting lower. And he was just like water. Like, yo, like the way he flowed was just like in the place where I stay, you either grown or be a kid, fill the piece to the bay, take a plane or a ship. <laughs> let me take you away. So just listen, take a seat, you know, stuff like that. It's like, Oh, like this fool is so dope. Like that's who he was when we were 18 and uh, when he was 18 and I was 17, like, and then just to see kind of where he went from there was really tough because I saw the pain in his eyes and I just couldn't, I just couldn't really articulate what it was. And I couldn't ask him about what he was cause he wouldn't share, but the pain looked familiar. Um, you know, I've gone through some stuff in my time, you know, in in my youth as well. And, and I just like, I just saw like what he decided to do, I think to the topic around like risk and gambles and stuff. A lot of us, um, have felt like, and, you know, we get this narrative a lot, like, you know, that, you know, like we can make it, we'll make it, we'll, you know, we'll win. You know what I mean? Like we we're creative and it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the system like is a system for a reason. Um, and, you know, um, the, 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 the issue, you know, the, the injustices are systemic for a reason and just mm. the inequalities, the numbers, it's like, you can't, you can't, ultimately you can't beat the house. You know, it's like, sometimes you can come out of, of the casino with your gains and whatnot, but statistically it's like, you know, the, the house always wins. Um, you know, uh, just by the stats and got to learn when to pull it. And so that's kind of how I think of my homie because he was kind of like, you know, he didn't want to do things kind of the hard way because it was he went through a lot of things already that were tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Family, uh, just like, just a huge misunderstandings with family, just huge isolations. Like I said, growing up here in the city, his family being more migrant family um, and just being... You know, just being involved in the streets, man. Just the street politics and and all these things. It's like it's just a bunch of different worlds he was juggling, and you know, he couldn't just you know just do the day job thing and whatnot uh, for whatever reason. Um, and uh, you know, it it's tough. Like I saw him like deteriorate throughout the years. I've known him for seven uh, since since I was seventeen. Yeah, so for a long time, for over a decade, mm-hmm. like. um um, and I've just continued you know just saw him deteriorate mentally and he's just one person that I have in mind but there are a lot of people who are like that I had another friend who committed suicide in late uh October of last year Mm -hmm. um and he was going through like a manic depressive schizophrenic phase and another brilliant poet um and uh yeah like Ah, so much there it's just a lot of things that pulled him different directions just conspiracy theories online and and all these things and he was so supportive of a lot of the artists like you know he might have been to the show that you produced like because that's yeah because i've also known him for over a decade um and he ended up when when his family got covid and his mom was being sent to the hospital he thought he was going to lose his mom for good and so he couldn't handle that idea and he ended up um killing you know you know committing suicide in the pool um
3: wow so and then really
1: you know man. mid mid august similar you know another situation where a, a 22 22 year old good friend of mine uh who was an amazing organizer activist uh really fought for the laney community there in oakland um to you know fight against gentrification because they were trying to build a new a's stadium there mm-hmm. which they didn't need to do i mean the a stadium is fine where it's at it's just for more money but it would it, it totally would have displaced thousands and thousands of people they were able to win a campaign to prevent that um oh. and he moved to the philippines to uh, push for indigenous people's rights there to provide health care um and try to build houses and, and all that um and, but they didn't have the medical resources, and he passed away uh, last year. Uh, apparently, it's not from COVID, but it was from a lack of resources. He, he was also hard of hearing, um, mm. so that was also a tough. Like you know, being out there in, in the countryside, it was a, yeah, that's I mean, a
0: challenge on its own. You
1: know, yeah, and being in a tropical country too, where the the, the humidity might affect the. You know you're hearing aid um and he was a south african and filipino and he was fighting for the liberation of both peoples uh because the philippines you know let's not be mistaken the philippines is still a colony um of mm-hmm. not just the united states yeah mainly the united states
0: um, but also- under 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 united states watch no one else is talking to them um, yes
1: yeah so um yeah people don't know that but it's true like the philippines is one of the wealthiest like nations in the world in terms of like natural resources and the uh, mm-hmm. labor force and the philippines has enough resources to sustain its population several lifetimes over um even to, the, to this day for 100 million people um but the people are some of the poorest people in the world and it's because the people who own the resources in the philippines are not uh for the philippines uh all all the kind of
0: they're bureaucrats they are literally the the types of people that you know you used to read about in history books about the bourgeoisie basically yeah these these are the people that are generally um holding the wealth from its own people because i don't care i want seconds and thirds
1: yep Yeah. I mean, you know, one island is not enough. It's like one mansion is not enough more and more. Like, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, you know, Silicon Valley is, is completely being fun, uh, resourced by, by the minerals in the Philippines, which are sacred mountains. Uh, it's similar issue to Mauna Kea in Hawaii or, or the access pipeline in North Mm. Dakota and other things, um, or the pipelines in, in Canada and whatnot. But, um, yeah, anyway, how did I get there? Yeah, my whole But, but about, yeah,
0: about the mental health, and, and, you know, and, you no, know, he, obviously, he's, you know, left very, you know, a, a deep rem, a remnants in you because of the, the work that he's done, and, yep. you know, mental health is something that, you know, can deteriorate from you, even for good work, and, you know, it, it's really sad, because, I mean, a lot of people yeah, during this period had, had hard ways of coping, um, even with, uh i remember having a conversation with a, a comedian uh, uh christy ono mm. um and she does a um she does it i think weekly or, or once once every two weeks or something like that she does a mental health uh mental health comedy hour mm. uh show and and you know when we i remember when we talked uh, about you know mental health and how and this is like middle of the summer i guess when we we were talking so like it was kind of a, mental health was at like a high peak for a lot of people, you know, and suicide rates and just this questioning idea of like who, you know, your sense of self. I mean, it's, it's not being, it's not the fact that you would like try to self actualize what you might become, but you're Mm -hmm. literally being told that you can't be what you want to be. And I'm sorry, you can't stay open. You can't do any of these things. um, Yes. And a lot of people had a really hard time complying with that. You know, you, you know, it was great to see the freeway; nobody's driving, and then all of a sudden, people are going out. I'm like, I'm going to risk my life, life takers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, mental health has changed so many dynamics of friendships and people. Because I mean, as we were saying earlier, it's just it's, just, it's like you know, I, I I've I've cracked the jokes a few times, but like all the alpha males that you used to know are now become beta males. You know, during <laughs> this whole you know pandemic, because they're uh-huh. like. You know it's like it's funny how you you know you'll jump off a bridge and do these things but you're you're worried about catching the flu right (laughs) i know i know i'm over i'm overstating that sentence but still you know it's it's just it's funny how everybody's done everybody's doing it differently yeah and and i get it and and you know it's like it's it's interesting time in mental health uh for society and in mental health because a big chunk of mental health is about shame Mm. right we don't talk about it. It's shameful. We don't. Um, yep. We don't. Um, we don't try to find ways to stop people from from uh, uh, doing things or being open about it, and because that's shameful. Or we don't do, you know, anything because of shame. It, and a lot of it is is just this this helpless feeling. I, I believe sometimes. And you know, tell me if I'm wrong, or, or feel free to add on. But you know, it's like it is being told your whole life that you have some type of control and all of a sudden you don't. Yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at your partner, mm. you know, it, whether, you know, your, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your son, or anybody you're looking at, mm-hmm. you're, lo- you're turning to the corner, you're looking at them and you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I've yeah. always known what to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. I think you're also speaking to like, I think just the this dystopian nature again of of one like our our ideals uh what we've been told we have access to uh that and in particular in america the the dream that that is supposed to exist and um and the re- the dystopian reality that we are in a debt, national debt crisis huge debt crisis yeah land. 30
0: trillion buddy
1: yeah yeah federal yeah exactly federally and then like you know national student debt for students like over two trillion um and a lot of people not being able to pay oh i that. love how
0: biden just wiped that under the <laughs> the, the, the rug that was Did hilarious oh i i uh, i think it was two months ago i put it on the podcast i, I think i played a video for it. i forgot but i remember talking about it how he legitimately just the the college girl was like so you're gonna bring down uh you're, you're gonna get rid of like student loan debt right and he's like <laughs> No, I will not. And then the girl, the the look on the girl's face was like, (laughs) Really? Really? I'll find you the video. I'll send it to you, though. But it was fucking hilarious. Oh, please. Like, Biden literally just said, I will not. And I'm like, Whoa. Everybody voted for you thinking you were going to do these things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, well, I guess not. We're not talking about that anymore. Yeah. People are just going to accept you got to pay your student loan debt. You got to whatnot. And I think, once again, it's, I've said before, it's like, June 30th is going to – the day after June 30th is going to be a scary day for a lot of people. Mm. Interesting. That's – people are going to – a lot of people are going to be homeless, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So the idea
1: of carrying that much debt is supposed to be normal, you know, right now. But a lot of people are dealing with it individually as well. Like, they don't know that everyone else is dealing with
0: it. Well, Um, people people don't even understand that this $30 trillion debt – I get it. You don't have to pay it. Right. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Your son or your daughter's paying for this. But if you choose not to have kids, don't worry about it. Someone else's son and kid will have to pay for it. But this debt you racked up onto them and, and, you know, you being an educator yourself, you know, exactly how, how much sorrow that brings in your heart, you know, cause it's like you want to give, you know, you're like, you're literally trying to teach, the next generation like all right kids we're gonna give you all the tools you need to fix my fuck up i'm sorry i'm sorry what did i say again oh i'm sorry uh, you know our mistakes <laughs> exactly yeah i don't know that, that that's that's what's going on here we, we've got 30 trillion dollars yeah we don't have to pay it now but hey uh <laughs> you guys will have to deal with the owing uh You know, Joe, $30,000, whatever you (laughs) want to call it. Yeah.
1: You know, the good thing is that there are receipts. They do exist. There is a way to look at it economically and see kind of where the exploitation roots from. It's a long Mm -hmm. process, but it's there. Yeah. And it's totally exploitation. And people don't, people have just accepted it, which is why it continues on. But, you know, there is surplus that, that you know, the workers create um that they don't take home um and that's as basic as it sounds but you know obviously it's a long process to it's a long equation to to look into but but you know it's if people really want to look into it it there's a way to take it all back um and uh that's kind of partially why we call the book paper trail of freedom as well um because Mm -hmm. paper trail refers to receipts it refers to decisions and um the stories of, of, of us, like our stories, our decisions that lead us to a particular path, and same with our society, the particular, you know, moments in history that that lead us here, that that are is giving us a blueprint to um, to change the pattern of where where to go. It's not easy for sure, but uh, all I can do is chip away at it, and and just glad that I got a chance to. And if I die trying to do so, it's I'm glad I I tried. You know, it's because like, you know, on the topic of mental health, either way, I could either try to forget it and feel this anxiety of mm-hmm. things that I don't know, or feel the, the weight of the world and the anxiety and depression that comes with that, but still kind of like feeling grounded that I'm mm-hmm. a, that I'm at least like um, uh, a trying I'm, I'm, I'm on this side of history that that is pushing to change and as much i think like as basic as it sounds easier said than done i try not to worry about the future too hard not try try not to worry about the past too hard Mm -hmm. i do make you know i think there's a difference between there are people who don't pay attention to these things at all and i think and then there are people who pay too much attention where they're really feeling numb in the present and to me it's important to to pay attention to both to to you know, because if we don't, we really lose our our way. To pay attention to both, but still be present,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: I think paying too too much attention to the past um, can get you depressed. Paying too much attention to the future can get you anxious. And I think like we definitely just like need to look at both uh, because they give us value. And like right now, the important thing right here is this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, okay having this conversation is helping, is grounding me to hear that you affirm, you know, these same things that we have a common understanding. And we are I'm a part of the human here. race, exactly. and
0: we are listening. You know, through that, and I think a lot of people they need affirmation. They need confirmation to yeah, and they also need they need sometimes you know what is it a, a confirmation bias i don't know yeah <laughs> hey like you said you know how like you said if you gamble it's better to
1: gamble together it's kind of like that yeah. it's like hey who's money with
0: friends buddy <laughs> yeah it's, it's the same thing it's like we're in this you know this situation together it's like oh this it's better to know that we're in this situation together you know? well yeah well that's that's how you find some type of camaraderie because um you know, during this period, a lot of us, you know, it, it's, you know, whatever it is, I, I, I think that you're being tested. It is all the virtues, once again, that you're being tested. Um, whatever, whatever the passion that you've had, that that's being tested. You know, it's like, you know, if you loved being something, you know, in your, uh, what was it, post- was it a pre-pandemic <laughs> right before this mm-hmm. <laughs> life before this 2019 if you're passionate about something and all of a sudden that didn't pan through during this last year and a half that was taken from you are you still mm-hmm. passionate from it you know that that's that's the mental health question that uh, uh the, the one yeah. that we all you know that we don't spend enough time really asking right What mm-hmm. what's that passion mm-hmm. and you know, is, can we still justify it? Which I think you said earlier about, you know, like finding, you know, finding reasons why I still do it, why I stop and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's that affirmation in yourself. And, Mm -hmm. and it it is, I guess one of the roller coasters of being in the pandemic because you, the, the mental health issue that you're going to feel your face is what was my passion? I forgot what it was. It's like a bad breakup. You know, it's like, Oh, uh, Who the fuck was I before I was with this person, or whatever? Because it's it's because this has been a a, a 2020 has been like a crossroads for so many people. Uh, The joke about you know the 30 percent of friends, you know, loss or values kept and whatnot. I mean, that was probably for your sanity. Because there, there's a lot of people that you run across throughout the day where you're like, ah, I don't give two shits about them. They're just there, uh-huh. you know, and, and that's probably that 30% of their friends. You're like, eh. right. I, I only see them and, and you know, that 30% is like, oh, those are the acquaintances that I run into every day. I don't really ask about how they're doing, but I see them and we kick it. We have a drink here and there, you know, It's mm-hmm. I'm not cultivating those. And then the ones that you regularly hang out with, I assume... Some of them have either let you down somehow, or they're just, uh, doing things just a little differently and you don't agree with them right. or you, you know, or you work around it, however yeah. that might be. It's, um, I think a lot of us have been a little, um, introverted in our own, uh, our own feelings during this period. And mm-hmm. some people aren't used to that. I, th- I think it was like all the, uh, what was it, like all the Lex Luthor types of people, the alpha guys, you know, all of a sudden you're home every day, your woman's around you. She's like, what are you doing? What do you do? Stop looking over my shoulder. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. And I think that's where like, we're getting divorced. Stop looking over my shoulder. Who are you talking to? Cause you know, there's those, it, it, it was a joke. I think I, me and Willie were talking about, but you know, it's like, it's about toilet paper. You know, if you work and you take a shit somewhere else you don't pay for that toilet paper. All of a sudden, you're paying for more toilet paper at home because you're home. <laughs> and you're watching yourself go through rolls. <laughs> you're like, man, free toilet paper is awesome. <laughs> I know right. <laughs> uh, it's like, "Oh, I'm saying. Sp- it's like, oh,
1: uh, this is why I'm spending a little more, a few more extra dollars.
0: <laughs> all the you things know? I used to do somewhere else. It's the same thing about alcohol. Don't drink cheap booze <laughs> or don't use cheap toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll let you know, all my good friends, I left you guys that one ply for pandemic <laughs> purposes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's mental health there for you. <laughs> Toilet yeah. paper on itself. Like, I'm trying to take care of everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I think maybe the last note I would leave people on is that I think a lot of people, always, I've been hearing a lot of like, uh, you know of course it's been a fucked up year like we'll, we'll overcome this year or like it's just been a terrible year and all these things like and there's just been a lot of messages of like we'll overcome or it's kind of like you know this year was like an exception mm-hmm. uh you know but i would say that th- this is totally where it was going to lead us to you know it's uh, no surprise you know like the pandemic, yeah, yeah, like I talked about, kind of where that comes from. Like, it, we do have that relationship with people around the world who are going through tough working conditions, um, and you know, when the World Health Organization uh, came out with the testing, like our government took took a while because they were trying to they were trying to sell the test, and that delay in months is what grew that pandemic. While wow, there's like a strong like trade and tourism industry and all these things and. There's no surprise, yo. Like, none of this is like, it's not just an exceptional year. We have to look at it as a as a manifestation of, of of the culture that we are part of and the system that we're in already. Like, it's you know, if we keep looking at it as like just a fucked up year, it's like, yeah, we're not gonna get to the root. Of it. It's gonna just keep coming around like a, in, in a different
0: in a different form. Mm-hmm. No, I I think, you know. I, the best way we're going to get out of it, and I hope it's going to be, like, the summer of 69. <laughs> I think that the, the summer, like, after we get a good chunk of people to, um, you know, to, to get vaccinated and whatnot and everybody can kind of get out, I think the summer of uh, of of 21, uh, 2021 or the summer of 2022 is going to be the, the summer of love. Because, dude... Mental health is hard for lots of people. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna. I, before you take off, uh, 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 we leave the the topic of mental health. I'm like, dating has been like the bit, the biggest struggle of the the whole <laughs> uh, the, the, this whole pandemic. Uh-huh. I mean, some people had hopes or whatever, or like, you know, let's just say you had your subscription on Eat Harmony, and then all of a sudden you canceled it because it's like, well, at this point I see nobody. <laughs> and then and then like the the, the weird fake virtue signaling or you know the uh, i got my vaccine card <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm just saying you know just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like hey have you been vaccinated oh, yeah i have okay cool let me sh- let me see your card you know just before we start talking right. i mean that that's got to be weird too cuz now you got to produce evidence if you haven't gotten one i'm just uh, i mean that's a whole movie on its own <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you yeah. been back? Uh, like it could be, it could be have you it could have been like vaccinated. That that's, that's what the movie would be called. This comment, yeah, this vacc- comedy I'm writing right now, vaccinated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I I, I mean, I, I've I've heard, I don't know if you've heard, you know, yeah. like the, the ones that don't want to get vaccinated, that they're somehow able to get the vaccination card. Like they could buy the vaccination card. Really? I've Dang. so so I've heard tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know how much it costs. (laughs) I just just want to know. I know it's a paper card, but where are you going to get it? Like who you got to talk to? And it's like, who do you sneak up to because you got to get it. And then they got to give you a fake ass code because it lets us say you want to travel and shit. Yeah. Otherwise it's like a fake ID that you can only get into the local bar, but you can't go into like the bar across town. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And you don't want to be like that. It's like, no man, I can only get into this bar because I can show them this. You know, they're they're planning on having a having a a, a vaccination passport originally. Mm. That I wasn't down for that. Whoa! <laughs> you know, it's just another way for the government to tag you. Not that they didn't already tag me with the fucking shot. <laughs>
1: I know, right? Just All kinds of tags. I feel like my cat with a
0: microchip inside me. I think, been, that's, I think that's why that after you get the vaccine shot they they put they put chips in everybody I think they did that to everybody <laughs>
1: i'm I'm sure i'm I wouldn't be surprised though
0: um, yeah everybody's left arm <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been feeding my cat sushi by the way I don't know if you've been noticing I've been eating sushi <laughs> in this last I, I saw
0: that. a stupid meme the other day which was a, a I bought I bought this you know sushi and and it doesn't taste any good. I, I went home and he fried it in a pan. <laughs> no, and, and it was on the Asian uh, subtle Asian traits or whatever, Uh-oh. and everybody was like, "That's blasphemy." <laughs> he, he was trying to make fried rice out of it. <laughs> oh, and he and it was like, "I don't know." The salmon tastes bland. <laughs> wow. We're like, what the fuck? I poured the sushi in it and fried it up. Damn. I was just like, yeah, that's not must, what that was. Must be a little old. Yeah, it's an old joke. I just, I was laughing at it because... I mean, the fish, the raw fish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why you fried it. I don't know. I, I probably thought the meme was probably old, it seemed seemed old. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, and I guess uh, leading on to the... Um, what was the other thing that you wanted to say? That the other topic.
1: Um, I don't honestly don't remember anymore. I feel like that was kind of the main topic that was really in my mind. Hopefully, useful to the people out there all over the world, <coughs> Europe. Hey,
0: find <laughs> find people. You know, I mean, I think I think the best thing is go talk to your neighbor. <laughs> If you have one, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think, yeah, you know what? I think like yeah, all the things that I used to say to a lot of friends that were always uh, um, trying to find the right people, you know, it's like, there's this book back in the 1980s. It was called all, uh, the peop- uh, all the People in the Balcony or the balconies People. And generally it's just, you know, making sure that the people that you have in your life are supportive of you. And that's pretty much all you should really need criticism, fair, you know, criticism that you can take, ask yourself, whatever type of criticism you, you'll, you you know, allow yourself to have, but seriously, you know, a support group is important. I don't care what it is for your mental health. And, you know, as long as it's good debate, you know, there, there's nothing, I don't know, there's, there's nothing that should like hit your self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, good debate is always important to have. It's just to make sure that you're always listening to the other side, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think that, you know, it's, like, no matter what you do, it's, like, reach out to people, talk to somebody, but how are, you know, how are we all ever going to get together and do great things if uh, if we spend so much time not wanting to know everybody? Um, I was I was watching a doc the other day, and I guess this brings up mental health about this, but like back in 1989 or 1990, like, do you remember the country Latvia? Mm-hmm. Um, they did this, like, you know, human chain where everybody held hands and, you know, to get their independence and whatnot. You remember that, that whole picture, like everybody holding hands around the world? Mm. I don't think I've seen that photo, actually. Well, anyways, they that that was one of their protests that they did back in the day where just everybody would hold hands and um you know i think sometimes like the world needs that uh i mean i think that we are trying to find so many ways to define us or tear us apart or or break us down or chop us down or you know whatever chip by chip you know you want to talk about yeah but you know and I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to sound cliche because I was about to use like that that vision and Wanda thing <laughs> uh, about the boat. Um, you know, I think a, a good chunk of life's experience is like the wear and tear, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should enjoy the that because that's not that is g- the genuine article. Mm. Yeah. I think that I think that's the. I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's like be you be the genuine you the wear and tear that comes along with with this weather and in the, the environment that shows all the things that you've endured along mm. the way and what you've tolerated and what what you have now isn't just another version like you said earlier mm. all those things are a compilation of you being refined today Thanks. i guess and you are you are not what you were your former self yesterday yeah mm. but again, we are all trying to rebuild the country, let's do it. Let's get back out there and we we should do that. On that being said, uh, let's start off with the things that we like and uh, things that we dislike and things that we like. Um, I'll start off with one of the dislikes that I've had uh, this last couple of, this last week or so. Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier, it was about Andrew Yang. Um, I don't agree with him uh, on some things, but I think the fact that him being an Asian American and running at this point in New York City and and the likelihood that he's going to win, I'm ecstatic for him. I'm ecstatic for what he's going to do, especially since there's been a bunch of random attacks in New York City um, that you know, with the Asian hate and whatnot, this might help also perpetuate him to do more for the community out there as well and for everybody else. Um, I think it's nice to see more Asian Americans, even like one of the other guys I follow, his name is Evan Lowe. He's like one of the assemblymen in San Jose. Um, I follow these guys and I wanna see more people like us. I wanna see that, you know, like like Ronnie Chang says, I wanna see more Asian people in politics. I wanna see them do what they're set out to do and actually try to change something. And I think, you know, we have a lot to rebuild um, our economy. Hmm. has tanked we've lost so many businesses brick and mortar has changed i mean we all made fucking i hate to say it everybody everybody doesn't want to, uh, to acknowledge it but like we all made jeff basil rich we made yeah. that motherfucker rich sure. and he quit and then now he's uh, he, he quit his job and he's still running the show but he hired somebody else to be the frontline guy to take the shit and mm-hmm. my dislike about stuff like that it's it's like you know i want to see more of us really trying to get out there and yeah it's it's i believe in meritocracy and people have heard me say that on the show Mm -hmm. i want i believe in meritocracy but i also believe that you know if you want to label it a color thing too then i want to see more of us but i want to see us do it through meritocracy i want everybody Mm -hmm. to know that we did it the right way you know Mm -hmm. we took the high road and we didn't take a fast quick shortcut so Mm -hmm. my dislike was about you know this way of of how a lot of people are hating on Andrew Yang and it's fucking funny. His ratings are so fucking high that they won't, they still won't fucking give him the, st- the, the poll numbers all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like my, my, my biggest gr- uh, thing that grinds my gears is credit where credit's due acknowledge the motherfucker for what he did. You might not like him, but acknowledge what he did. That's my, that what that's what the, my, my, the, the first thing that grinds my gear uh, I'll let you share yours. <laughs> That's my <I'm> a, gripe.
1: <laughs> yo, I'm gonna be hella basic right now, yo. And I gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I dislike overpriced boxing programs.
0: <laughs> boxing programs? Yeah, cause I I, I teach uh boxing and. Uh, oh, boxing I'm sorry, <laughs> wrong box. I I knew you did martial arts, but I, I, I thought I was like boxing programs.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's just uh. Yo, mad ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's just, it just, to me, it's just the whole thing. It's just like, uh, yeah, anyway, it's like 200 plus dollar classes for people who don't really know what they're doing. Um, and I'd be, I've, I've just been doing, doing it in the park. I, I say that because it's just like everything in this city is so damn expensive. So that's what I must just say. That I oh, just you're like. saying it's
0: the, the it's overpriced for something that you can, if you cross the, the Bay Bridge, it's, it's ridiculously different. It's really, yes. Yeah,
1: there are definitely better programs in Oakland and other places. But it's also stuff that I teach myself. And mm-hmm. it's like these cats, like, are, it's just like, like you said, like, all these, like, false credentials of, I, you know, kind of relates to the, the, the vaccine ID things, like, all these different just like institutions like upselling. Yeah. And it's just, I guess I'm really referring to everything that people are upselling at this moment. Um, and I think I dislike just the BS of that. And I just appreciate the being able to see through it and, uh, the opportunity to create, um, new things, um, that are way less expensive and, uh, much more relevant, um, because I love the sport. I love the craft. It ain't,
0: yeah, it's not just, you know, for um, for getting like... Boxing is one of the greatest ranges that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I've, I've said to many friends, even with uh, the uh, other gurus that have been on <laughs> here, like Gregory and uh, Jay and, 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 and Joseph Bautista, um, you know, it's like, dude, everybody has to have the fundamentals and, you know, knowing how to strike a person, a good hook is is probably one of the most interesting things that a lot of people don't take for granted (laughs) how important a a basic jab is Uh it it is literally one of the biggest definitions of you knowing your space and time by you just throwing one jab yeah i mean my my big love for martial arts too but you know it's you know i love footwork and whatnot but i'm but i'm not gonna deny like in boxing range it's one of the yeah and i, I think well, like as,
2: important.
0: it's all about that in boxing because it's not you're not you don't necessarily kicking but it's position yeah. power distribution and, and how you launch yourself off and propel yourself off from your feet and whatnot yeah. and, and, and to get to generate the most power from that distance but i guess what i was saying uh to, to the, about your gripe i completely agree because there's i think because you're also in san francisco that That's you have really a awesome. lot of people flocking there and just yeah. throwing out arbitrary numbers like I'm this, and it's like the other yeah. guy's paying two hundred, but I'm going to throw out two hundred dollars too, and and I'm going to give you kind of half the stuff that you know whatever, and 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 you're not yelped or rated better because I guess uh-huh. essentially the the program that people are doing aren't you know isn't well rounded I guess or mm-hmm. maybe not very. Um, uh uh, was it educational versus feeling Uh i think there's a difference when what people are selling like some people want to teach like educational stuff like we're going to do drills we're going to teach you how to you know power train and whatnot and then there are those that are just giving you the feeling like you did a bunch of shit you didn't really learn anything you just felt good exactly yeah man i had a great workout seriously like great sweat yeah we did lots of kicks and lunges and then you got up and punched some more you know it's like yeah there's a there yeah i've seen and taken those types of classes (laughs) i'm with you yeah me too i think is that what you're trying to say that that, that grind your gear it's a it's what you're getting out of the thing but then they don't really um advertise it well so you kind of get in for like what the fuck are we doing right right even yeah even seeing that through class stuff. but yeah
1: for sure i think it's just speaks to the identity of the city now and like yeah like the all these like different like athletic like uh institutions are legitimized because of the, the dollars that back it up that make it look legit but even though it's just, like you said it's just giving you a sweat and making isn't it one
0: of those legit. after you land like 10 or 20 people you're like look i've got a series of clients here that have been doing this for this long yeah, exactly.
1: But it's like, you've been doing this for this long and that's what you've been teaching them? It's funny. It's like, you you can you know, people who know can really see through it. And it's like, you get to charge 200 plus dollars, all that. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a, a lot of things around that too.
0: I, I think a lot of the things in the city are overpriced. And, and I don't think it's just boxing. I think yeah, it's like absolutely. even getting a manicure or a pedicure is about... Sure. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's because you're paying for to do it in the city for sure I yeah think, i think that's what it is real um, estate yeah i mean I, i'm kind of like i'm all about that rocky four you know it's like we're gonna go trade in the back barn <laughs> yeah. uh, and then when you come back you, you, you'll know the difference of like what, what it's like <laughs> i don't yeah. know yeah. I, as, as i've talked to others about it yeah yeah like, we're gonna go out camping and uh, we're gonna go do some stuff what yeah yeah um Another gripe that I've had, uh, I wanted to get at for myself. Um, during this period, um, you know, I, I I was dealing with a couple of uh, things about the the vaccine. I wasn't on to. I was kind of like trippy about. It. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to get. But I'm kind of like I'm over it now. I, I you know I got my first shot, um, and I, I you know the only thing I could say was like I felt tired from it and sleepy and shit. That was kind of that, uh, the, the whole thing. But, uh, the, the, I, you know, I got the Pfizer vaccine, but I, 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 as I had said before, you know, it's just weird, like what they're passing out and what the FDA has just kind of allowed is what's kind of disgusted me. That and something else you said earlier when we were talking about, when you mentioned about the Wuhan, I mentioned on the show last time, it's like, the other thing is we still don't know and nobody's went into the fucking, uh, the, the factory. That grinds my gears. That no one's going in there to investigate, like what the origin of what happened was. People think it's bats or whatever it might be. And uh, I, I was reading this on some of the other news reports that they paid. You know, China paid off the World Health Organization, but that's that's another story for another conversation. That those things grind my gears. But I, I just wanted to say, like, what upsets me was that right when Johnson and Johnson had came out with their vaccine people were saying that there was a blood blood clot issue with it originally and um you know now they're they're taken out of it and it just kind of like reaffirms like wow how it's like how bad are we trying to get these vaccines out so fast that the fda is just going to allow these things to pass through And that's what's kind of like it should scare a lot of people like what we're doing because we're panicking You know, in this pandemic, we're just allowing shit to pass through. That's what kind of like gets me going. So I don't know. Yeah, another one? Something you dislike? Uh I mean, not too hard. I mean, everything is pretty evenly like, yeah, it's some things,
1: but I guess I I don't really have any more things to that really super grab my
0: my gears. (laughs) Taxes, taxes, taxes. This is an interesting year cuz you already got your stimulus and therefore um you know you're not going to get a lot back in your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they're taking it from you.
1: Always makes me nervous like did I do it right? I don't know.
0: You don't really get a confirmation. You just, you don't know. I recommend I recommend everybody to to, to get a a, ta- a tax person to do that, a bookkeeper. I recommend yeah, everybody. It's not that whatever. It's the fact that there are a lot of people. It's kind of like you pay for a certain particular service. That's mm-hmm. my justification. You, it's kind of like the rich people hire all the expensive lawyers, so you should do the same thing when you hire your accountant. Yeah, yeah, you can do it off a of TurboTax. That's fine, but they're looking out for other forms you can fill out to help you write off stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I know, and this is the part that I sound like Andrew Yang. I know way too many Asians. <laughs> that went to school for this and they're, they're looking out for me. I'm down to give you another 40 bucks or $60 more or a hundred dollars more for you to look out for me. And, and that's kind of why I'd rather do that because on average a lot of people that do TurboTax and you know, they can, TurboTax can come at me all they want, but on average, uh, the average person loses like anywhere from like three to $600 on TurboTax. For real, dude, I've paid TurboTax before and they didn't even help me. Yeah, they'll tell you the old money. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of why it's like, but that's the thing, though. That's a great thing about capitalism to a degree, where, you know, about bookkeepers. Like, if you don't like this person this year, go find another person next year. Whoever's willing to fight for you more, or whoever's, it's really like a counselor with your money, but it's kind of like, I'm going to get you back this much money. Do you have anything else I can write off for you? What do you mean? Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can, I guess. Yeah, we could write that off. You're looking for that kind of, you know, person that, and it's not bad or anything or anything that's like that. It's just for, for anybody that's doing multiple things, whatever yeah. stuff you're doing, you want to be able to sort your, your, your basic life with your LLC or whatever that you're doing and stuff like that, your business or whatever you want to just build different. It's also from that Shawshank Redemption. You're trying to build an aberration. You're trying to build a, 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 a product, I guess. Your your identity or whatever that might be. It's it's uh, it's the brand, right? You're building the brand, and, that, yeah. and that's what that and that's what that is. So, um, all right. Well, I'll start off with something that I like. Um, sort of. Uh, I love the win uh, the winter, uh, the Falcon and Bucky show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're watching it on Disney, it's totally worth the watch. Um, all right. No, I'm not trying to do many spo- I don't know if you watched it, but the spoiler wise. Um, not a big fan of a, a US agent, but I am. Uh, it, it's just because he plays a very intricate role. Um, I was happy with the, the visuals on that and I just I'm, I, I really enjoy Marvel taking their time to do these six episodes just to tell mm-hmm. a you know a, a, it's like doing a movie but we're gonna do like six episodes and that's it that, that would do the whole thing. Oh. And with WandaVision and whatnot, I, it, I look forward to how they're going to do all the other stuff. Uh, pandemic has changed how we watch TV also. Yeah. A little bit. So I'm a little ecstatic about that. Uh, Joseph was on the show. And we talked about Godzilla, and, and I didn't get to see it. So I finally saw it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm slightly a little disappointed by it. And then I'm kind yeah. of like, you know, even though Godzilla won and stuff like that, he was taking a lot of beating <laughs> in the fucking movie. He was That's just getting beat the fuck up. But I was yeah. all like, yeah. And then Kong <laughs> stole the show, which was great. But, you know, I think I, I agree with everybody. And even before I saw it on the last show, um, I fucking hate the humans. <laughs> they should just <laughs> do a fucking movie without the fucking humans. I mean, seriously, uh, I could watch 40 of minutes of them just beating each other's ass. Okay. <laughs> um but they kept doing weird stuff and, you know, I felt like there were just a lot of B actors because I didn't, you know... I, I'm, I mean, I'm quite sure some of them are A actors. I just don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> so there's a lot of B actors and, you know, obviously the uh, the girl from... uh, um, uh was it? Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're watching that but then you see the other kid that's in the movie who's just like... He's the kid from uh, Deadpool 2. uh. You know, the the, the 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 fire hands guy or whatever. He's like, he's just in the movie too with her. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, we're just gonna put you guys together. We're not really doing anything. Obviously, the fans don't know. I'm just waving my hands at this point quietly. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and and you know, you're like they know exactly what the monster is, but they're not telepathically communic you know, they have any, you know, communication with them but then they have that with the other mecha godzilla which is just fucking stupid i'll leave it at that um i because of that i went back to watch the 1963 king kong and godzilla and found that funnier really <laughs> you should watch it there there's a couple of good scenes you can probably watch it on youtube like it's like 10 20 minutes of they're just their fight scenes <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's silly, but it's totally worth watching if you like, you know, those kaiju movies and stuff like that. I was a big fan as a kid. Um, I just love watching Godzilla kick everybody's ass. <laughs> Don't know why. Who cares? Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's pretty much it. I didn't really care for... I never cared for the fucking humans and their attachment to Godzilla. It's like, no, we're ants to him. <laughs> we're all ants. He'll step on all of us. Damn. But... Yeah, the there are so many cringeworthy moments in it. I, I, I don't Is know. there yeah. damn, something you HBO like, Max. sir? Uh, I, I saw that on HBO Max. I might check it out tonight. Um, it's funny. It's it's good to a degree. I mean, like the graphics were great, yeah, hands down. But uh, you know, yeah, I still watch the, it.
1: I watched the Justice League. Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, yeah, your thoughts. A, four-hour film i honestly got bored yo
0: really yeah it took me two days to finish it is that right i liked it a lot (laughs) because it's darker and you Uh, know yeah it's true okay i'll just use a scene you remember wonder woman when she enters to save the bank Uh uh-huh yeah, yeah, you, yeah, You saw everybody's bodies splatter on the wall? Yeah, yeah. That's girl power right there. Joint, yeah, I don't yeah, care what was, you say, that's girl
1: power right that there. That was a highlight right there for sure. <laughs> she, uh, all the
0: bullets that she blocked and stuff. I'm not talking about the bullets that she blocked, I'm talking about the people that she hit and then they hit the wall <laughs> and then splat. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just reminding you, like, that's how fucking strong she is, okay? yeah. She's the second uh, she's actually the third strongest person because after Superman I would say Martian Manhunter. Ah, except he's only he's only weak to like matches. Yeah. Okay, something I like
1: I'm going to say yeah, I really enjoyed Warrior. I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. It's coming Ooh. out. And same actor who played like Leong in Warrior is going to be Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat. So Looking forward to that, but I
0: would say Warrior. You saw the sure. trailer already for that? Yeah, yeah, one too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna say the trailer, man. When he fucking cut him, and then like he froze his blood. I was like, nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. nice. It's like, oh, he's gonna cut you twice <laughs>
1: yeah. with your own blood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mortal Kombat's hands down the best video fighting
0: video game. I, like. I I think it's I think that they're gonna do this movie's gonna do great because. It's been 20-something years in the making, and, you know, for as long as I've been a kid that played the games, I was like, yeah, come on, do it right. We, we have the technology now. Give me 4K CGI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the best. I want to be, I want to be, like, drunk and high off my ass or some shit like that. Yeah. Just watch it as stupid as I can. Yeah. I also like having these on live stream, by
1: the way oh when you watch the movies yeah just you know that it's available on hbo max or something
0: <laughs> oh i'll i'll have to join in next time and we'll, we'll, find, we'll find we'll find a showing or something
1: yeah yeah um but yeah The warrior that that was a hell of a show i just finished last night uh i don't know i think this story was pretty are you ready for just... another season yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. You know how how many seasons they can make it good for, because you know a lot of these other shows be falling apart after five seasons. But uh, that was pretty. That was pretty fun. I, I think the. Uh, yeah, there are some scenes there where it's just like. You just feel upset and you just kind of like i think just seeing people go through hurdle like challenge after challenge or fight after fight mm-hmm. is kind of like oh it makes me feel better about my fights like i'm not even physically fighting but i'm like but well, that makes me feel better there's just like you kind of just feel good about graduating from this contradiction and moving on to the next one you know instead of the feeling of like you know you're out you're you know there's gonna be a break somewhere it's like oh it doesn't
0: there doesn't have to be a break it just feels good <laughs> Um, yeah um you want to tell about the uh, tell us about the last song and uh then take us home yeah for sure oh by the way another movie that i dig though is oh. judas and the
1: black messiah i'm gonna just throw that out there I've, oh
0: i haven't seen that one oh, I'll that to that check that one out. so
1: good probably the best film of the year yo that's amazing definitely uh, will yeah um anyway um this last song people uh It's actually about the inner city. Uh, It definitely reflects a lot of San Francisco uh, Mm -hmm. today. Um, And it actually is also related to the uh, anti-Asian violence that's going on. Uh, It relates to kind of like this feeling of everyone seeing each other as like basically enemies who are taking these, you know, these things away from each other. Um, But we're not exactly really, we're not looking at the, we're not looking the the right direction. Um, And it just speaks to how we we should look at the bigger picture and see how we all have opportunities to unite. Um, And there is totally enough for everyone. And we just kind of know where to get it back from.
2: Um,
1: So yeah, people.
3: Built into a zoo, where the streets is the cage, and they keep us in their view. Each window has a barricade; they lock us the out of safe havens. Develop a place where we make each other cold case. We lock our doors and gates to keep ourselves safe from our own kind. With broken spirits and cold minds, in a past reality. We were family, now gentrifiers prey on us for seven figure salaries. Our hoods dwindled into closer quarters, our bodies traded for the quickest labor we can barter. For fast money, cause these debt collectors early starters, who keep us drinking from the fountain of these troubled waters. You can't loiter in the playgrounds of exploiters, so bet we organize versus eyes to the game that they set like water fills a pool. Our feet fill the pavement in mass protests against our people's displacement.
4: To understand the shootings and killings and all that swindle I put my left fist in the air for all the men
3: me of the state if it doesn't serve the people Cause the CIA and get more base crimes are extra legal While the private profit over people is lethal Legalized looting, forced fictions and the evils The call to access for the prison pipeline I couldn't tell all the crimes apart sometimes In the same manner Uncle Sam couldn't tell my face apart From the orphan children of the places that he broke the shards The gamblers play it smart, but couldn't shake the shards Predatory loans got thugs firing for the heart Carrying purpose like they hold their guns Without aim, killing neighbors for smartphones And pocket chains We're obsolete, spoils of war in the streets When we're divided, the elite will always conquer the meek Till we're united Unlike the UN, united no show will overthrow For the third world in the states and all over the globe
4: Whoa. Let's the land. I put my left fist in the air.
3: another consolation. Won't offer any more of my patience. More than survival, we want true liberation to the third world. Recognize self-determination. Won't never settle for another consolation. Won't offer any more of my patience. More than survival, we want true liberation. To the third world, recognize self-determination. Won't ever settle for another consolation. Won't for any more of my patience. More than survival, we want true liberation. To the third world, recognize self determination. will never settle for another consolation. Won't offer any more of my patience. More than survival, we want true liberation. To the third world, recognize self determination. Shout out, uh, Bundah Squad, um,
1: Solidarity Wave is another collective that I've been working with, writing songs with, and um, in San Francisco. Um, it's an organization that I. Uh, do work with. Um, everything is in my website. It's uh, jtheo.net. There's a silent X. So it's uh, jxthe um Yeah. Follow me on social media on all those platforms. Um, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to all your listeners. And thank you, James. It's amazing. Um, I love being in the uh, this podcast, yo. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Atomic Zero
2: Podcast.